up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 143. And today we are here with Aaron Gahagan from V Tech Academy. Damn, I was so close. I should have waited like another month. I could be on 169. 169. Well, today is 143, and tomorrow is Valentine's Day. It's Love Day, bro. It's always Love Day. That, that's the code. Hey. Do you remember? Pager codes 143. Oh, that's love, dog. No, I just remember 911. Uh, <laughs> that one still works to this day. Or 304. 304 was that? Ho. Ho. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit older than you. How old I didn't you? have enough money to get a pager back then. No? Nah. I, 43. 43. Said a birthday I, in January. Oh, happy birthday, dude. Happy belated. It's too late. Wrong month, bro. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> it's like saying happy new year. It's too long. When, no, when, when does the happy new year go away, dude? If you say. haven't seen anybody. Is it weird right now? I think you got you got a week because I haven't seen you. Happy New Year, bro! Oh man, thanks. <laughs> I haven't seen you since November. It was SEMA, right? Yep. It seems like when we FCS always booth. see each other. Where in the FCS booth? Wasn't it? Mm-mm. When you did, uh, you were doing your downtime with Downstar Live. Oh, CSF. 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 FCS. You're right. There's a lot of acronyms. Dude, it's that was just that was just November, and to me that feels like fucking a year ago, bro. I mean, it was last year, but it feels legit like a year ago. It feels so long ago, man. Dude, I went on vacation second week of January for like eight days. Yeah, it feels like it could have been five years ago, right? <laughs> yeah, me too. We went to Japan for auto salon. It mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't feel like a month ago when literally it was like a month ago. Where'd you go to vacation? Uh, we went to Ixtapa, Mexico. Oh, okay. Club Med down there. It's it's a nice resort, kind of more like family centric. Yeah. Went with my my family and the in laws, and it was all good. Nice, dude. It wasn't like bad Mexico. Bad. Mexico. There's two Mexicos. If anybody doesn't know, there's good Mexico and bad Mexico. It's it's <laughs> it's mostly all good. Yeah. I, I find that. I mean, it's just like here. There's there's parts you don't want to go. Yeah. Um. And then you got Calabasas, where I was just at getting dirty looks from old ladies. Because of your shirt? I like that, dude. i never seen that. It's a Hasport shirt. shirt, And what's the back say on it? If you're not getting mounted by Hasport, you're just getting screwed. (laughs) That's hard, dude. Is that an old tee? Well, they did it back in the day. Yeah. And they just brought it back. No shit. Dude, I got to get one. Shout out to Brian. I I think the original one has a different logo on front. Really? They didn't have the bolt. That's what's up, man. So before we get even deeper, dude, uh, give us a quick uh, breakdown of who you are and what you do. Um, My name is Aaron. I'm with VTech Academy and uh, actually one of the co-creators of VTech Academy with Brian Gillespie and Aaron Bonk. Um, I was born in the former Soviet Union. I came over to New Jersey where my dad worked in a liquor store and he worked himself up and he bought the liquor store and I created Wine Library. (laughs) Oh, that's Gary V. <laughs> oh, shit. I was like, Soviet Union? What? I always wanted to do that. Yeah, you know, I, I listened to a lot of podcasts at work. And before Downtime with Downstar was on YouTube, you know, I'd be listening to like your mom's house, yeah. Gary V, Joe Rogan here and there. Mm-hmm. And I, that's just beating my head every time he starts off. It's like, bro, we know. I've never listened to really? him before. I'll listen to Gary Vee on like some clips and things like mm-hmm. that. But the way that he goes about motivating, it's it's not my style, you know. Um, 
no knock to him or anything, but I just wish he would give a little more practical advice, you know, and that's kind of why I, I, I gravitate more towards like Andy Frisella. You listen to him. Uh, he did. Did he do <clears throat> the, um, uh, his podcast? That was an MF CEO. It sounds really familiar. I feel like there was one that Brian would listen to a lot. Gotcha. When, when I lived in, in Phoenix. Yeah. And it sounds familiar. So this one is, uh, it's called the MFCEO and he worked or his company is first form and they do like, uh, supplements like for workout and okay. things like that. But he started out from like nothing from dirt poor to hundred millionaire. And he actually talks about like the struggles, the things it took to get there and like ways to think about things and just, mm -hmm. just the lessons that he's learned over time, you know, and and I feel like with Gary Vee, it's just a lot. Like it's always the same answer. Just go do it. Let's go do this. And just have it. You know, you know, it's like I get it, but some people need a little more help than that. It's not. It's not usually that easy. Well, you know, I don't know. I feel like that's what a lot of people need, and it just depends on where you're at in what you want to do. Yeah, you know. Like the video thing with VTech Academy. Before VTech Academy, there was Nacho Speed Garage. Yeah, damn, I remember that. Before Nacho Speed Garage, it was me and my friend Sean, and we we would just work on our cars at his house, and we're like, oh, we should start start a video show. Yeah. But we didn't because we'd be like, well, you know, we need this camera, we need these lights, we need this mic, and yeah, uh, <laughs> we need to block off this much shooting cars, like especially how tos or builds. It can take forever, especially if, you know, a two-man crew. Yeah. So I think in that case, if we would have been listening to Gary V back in 2010. Yeah. That thing might have blown up. Yeah. No, I feel you. It, I mean, that's that. it makes a lot of sense, you know, just go up and go do it. Because a lot I, of people, it's just fear of failure. Yeah. And guess what? You either fail or you don't. And if you fail, you just try again. Like. That part's not hard. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I see what you mean. And um, like I was saying before the podcast, like if you want to get ahead with whatever you're doing, uh, you have to do more than you would usually do to be able to get ahead, you know, because it's all just time. You got to just put in the time. So if like even back in 2010, even if you started doing small things, but just were consistent with it. Dude, it could have been so know? sick. It, it was before YouTube was paying <clears throat> out bucks. Yeah. So if you could get, start getting a following before that and you start doing it when they start paying before yeah. they had to split it out wider, man. You'd be killing it, man. I would not be working at a TV news station. Yeah, right so now. where are you working? What is your what is your day job, dude? Um, my real job right now is a uh, television news editor okay. in, in San Diego. And, yeah, I, I'm working to get out of there. Really? I'm, it's... TV news is a lot like porn mm -hmm. because if you can do it and do it well, you can always find work. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people that can edit, edit really well, do beautiful stuff. You throw them in a news environment and stuff doesn't make air stuff. <laughs> stuff has air. Like I've seen it all the time. People are really talented, but they can't hack it in that kind of environment. Yeah. And it could either be, you know, you're cutting voiceovers for, 
opens that are really just chop shop stuff, or you could be doing uh, franchise pieces, sweeps pieces, like more produced pieces. You got to have that flexibility. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't have that. So it's good and bad because I tried to get out of news once before and, you know, freelance kind of dried up a little bit and I went back to news just because I know if they hire me, I can do it. No problem. Yeah. So say like a, a typical day at your work, what would you have to be doing? Um, well, basically I have two different kinds of typical days. Mm-hmm. I have the weekends where I work mornings. So I get into work at 2.30 a.m. And oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> 2.30 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, bro. What the hell? Well, and the thing is, that's 40% of my schedule. God. The other three days a week, I work 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. So that's normal. Yeah. So I'm constantly shifting from a normal life schedule to waking up at 1.30 a.m. to go to work. Good Lord. <laughs> it is... It has been tough. I bet it, it was man. way tougher than I thought it would. I thought it would be. Yeah. And I've been there way longer than I thought it would be. Because as soon as you know, I, I've all of a sudden I got this interest in uh, sleep studies because I'm tired all the time. Yeah. So I looked it up and they said if you if you're short one hour of sleep, mm-hmm. it can take up to four days of regular sleep to make up for that. But every Saturday morning, I'm shorting myself about five hours. Wow. Because you can't go to sleep early. Yeah. Because you're not on that schedule going into your, your Monday. My Monday is a Saturday morning. Yeah. So, and then I can kind of get to sleep a little bit earlier on Saturday night to get ready for Sunday. Is Sunday the same schedule? Sunday is the same schedule. Oh, wow. So, but, you know, you know, I go from five hours of short sleep to four hours. So, every weekend I'm losing about nine hours of sleep. Yeah. And that just messes up your whole, messes up your stomach. Like when it's not my days that I'm waking up then, I'm still waking up at three, four. Today I woke up at three thirty. Damn. For no good reason. Yeah. <laughs> what time do you usually go to sleep? Like what, what time will you go to sleep tonight? You think? Tonight? Well, I'll, I'm gonna be at the hotel. I'll be yeah. editing video. So, whenever I feel like it, because usually I have at bedtime. It's get the kids ready for bed from like seven fifteen to eight thirty. Yeah. And then by the time I'm done with that, I'm just done. Shit, man. But I have to make myself stay awake so I can fall asleep early enough to get decent sleep on my, my regular days. I heard that when they do the um, time change for like... Um, oh, yeah, daylight savings? Daylight savings, that there's a there's a spike in like accidents that happen just because it just messes up people's schedules. They're not thinking right, and they just... Bah, yeah, dude. Like when I go to work on Monday and these people have had all weekend off and are got regular sleep all during the week when they come in and they fuck up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is your excuse? Because <laughs> pretty much, I mean, I'm not perfect. Yeah. But pretty much one to two mistakes in a month. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. When I'm coming in on three hours of sleep on a Saturday morning. like Yeah. What is everybody else's excuse? And when I like when I was on vacation, was, I had two weekends off in a row. They they usually don't let you get weekends off on my on my uh, schedule. Yeah. And my just being awake, my head was so much more clear that it it felt like I was high or yeah. I was on something. Like 
to feel normal is is weird. Hmm. I, I know it's 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 hard to explain. No, I feel you, dude. Like when I go to SEMA and I don't get any sleep, it's perfectly normal because I'm already jacked up. Like I'll go to sleep at you know five or six and wake up to go to the show at eight. <laughs> do you drink a lot of caffeine? I do a, a lot. Really? A lot more than I want to. Yeah. Yeah, I drink a lot of co- well. Plus, they keep the newsroom very cold. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, they they care more about the computers and the servers and the equipment than the people living mm. like in the environment. Another gotcha. reason why it's like, yeah, I should get out of there. They don't even have warm water. Really? <laughs> the bathrooms and the break room at work don't even have warm water. Yeah. They're all, hey, you guys, bring your own stuff in, wash it up, reuse your stuff so we don't have so much waste. And they don't even give you warm water to wash it. Seems like news is going down the drain, bro. Well, it's they're they're so far behind. Yeah. Like if if these news companies were smart, if they were forward thinking, you would do everything for the internet. Yeah. Everything. <clears throat> and then put your broadcast together from what you have for that. And just I mean, they have the resources where they could own wherever they are like my station could own San Diego online and be so far ahead of everybody else, but they still have that old mentality. They don't have a YouTube channel? They have a YouTube channel. It doesn't get jack squat. Hmm. They, they just started uh, streaming all the shows, um, I think through the app or whatever, because before, like when we'd have big things like State of the Union or uh, like the impeachment stuff, mm-hmm. where that would be on live. And um, it, would, it would be during our broadcast times for our shows. We, we used to not have shows, but now we do it all for online. Mm-hmm. So people could still go there and watch it. But they should just do everything for that. And why don't they do it? Make everybody a producer. Yeah. It's it's scary. People Nobody's done it yet, so people are afraid to do it. Yeah. And then they're going to find out when it's too late, like newspapers. <clears throat> yeah. You're right. They they wanted everybody to pay for their stuff. They put everything behind a paywall. Say, you got to subscribe or whatever, or else you don't get our stuff. Now they're going away. There's still tons of news online, though, right? Yeah. It's got to come from someplace. They could have owned that. Yeah. This going to be the same thing with TV. So what do you actually do when you go to work? What is your task? Uh, I just edit the rundown. So I get in there at 2.30 in the morning. There's two producers, and they get in at 12.30. Mm-hmm. So they their normal schedule is at, like, I think at 3 during the week. So they, they're coming in on short sleep, too. But they'll have scripts ready, and I'll just come in. I'll go through the rundown. It's, you know, broken up into segments mm-hmm. and scripts, and you just go right through. Just bang. Dude, it's, sometimes it's brutal. I'm just nonstop editing because I'm the only editor, too. Mm-hmm. for three hours of shows so <laughs> you're the only editor yeah no shit <laughs> what the hell that's my favorite line i know the, you, the, you always point that out that. <laughs> and when i hear it in real life it just cracks me up no, no shit. shit that's my word dude no shit that, I, the only that's gonna be the second run on the on the downtime with uh <laughs> downstar 
Call time with Downstar t-shirts. <laughs> just gonna say no, sh-, and you have like the money sign. I'm waiting for it, dude. Hot. I'm waiting for uh, my sayings to start picking up and people to be able to to know what I'm gonna say before <laughs> I say it. But I that's crazy, dude. Three hours, and yeah, you're the yeah. only editor. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that's a lot I, of stress, man. Dude, sometimes stuff is getting written while we're in the segment. Really. They'll be like, oh, is this going to make it? I was like, oh, do you want to write it? I, I can't I can't do anything unless there's a source and something I could cut to, you know? They're like, oh, just throw whatever, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. But yeah, it's... The, <laughs> and the thing is, I'm not even awake yet. Yeah. I'm like in that haze of being like, man, I feel like I should still be asleep, but I have to go. That's why That's why I want this VTEC stuff to pop off. Yeah. Because... Bro, if I had a full shift, like a whole day to work on just VTech Academy, our releases would be consistent and we'd have so much more stuff. Yeah. Because we shoot a lot. Mm-hmm. And it just gets pushed behind. I'm, I think I just did the last one from SEMA. No way. <laughs> yeah, we had like. I think six or seven videos that we did from SEMA. So the last ones come out next week or this week. Damn, but you probably get pretty paid pretty well at your job, right? <laughs> if I lived in LA, I'd be I'd be good. Well, San Diego's expensive? San, San Diego's expensive, but they don't pay like LA. Oh really? I have a friend that works at what is it, Fox Eleven in LA. Mm-hmm. He makes Almost two and a half times as much as I do an hour. And why don't you <laughs> move? Because we have family in San Diego. Mm. We moved there to be by my wife's family with our Got kids. You. Yeah, yeah. So, and plus, every time I go, I love L.A. Because shit's popping. Yeah. Like, it's sick. If people don't understand, like, the car culture in California, especially around L.A., it's sick. Yeah. Probably twice as much as people from the outside think it is. It is. Yeah. But every time I drive back down from L.A. to San Diego, I'm like, I'm so happy to be back in San Diego. Really? It, it's a lot like L.A. except chill. I've never spent part. any time in San Diego. Just come on down. I know. I got to go visit, dude. The only time I've ever been there was um, <clears throat> either passing through, going to Mexico to like Rosarito or some shit to see little John. For a spring break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or um, go to uh, TJ Hunt shop. It's out, yeah, yeah, out yeah. that way. But I think that's maybe Oceanside, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's just a little bit north. Gotcha. I think Doug DeMuro's <clears throat> out here. Out, out here. Out in close to San Diego, too. Doug DeMuro? Yeah. I don't know who that is. Oh, look it up on YouTube. Who is he? He He's a, he's a car nerd. Really? But he goes and does uh, reviews of cars. Oh, okay. Got you. And, uh, yeah, he's doing pretty good. His channel's blowing up. Like that dude in blue? Like, kind of like that? Uh, kind of. Kind of, except nerdier. Nerdier? Yeah. <laughs> he's got some, some khaki uh, pleated shorts. With pockets? But, but, they car- is... Are they cargo? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. What if they have the, the little loop for a hammer? <laughs> like carpenter shorts? Yeah. Those were the shit back in the 90s. I can't talk to anybody that's a um, like a car nerd, dude, because I'm not. 
and it, it just makes me feel so insecure because I'm just like, I don't know what model. It's very, access- <laughs> it's very accessible. Though. Yeah. So like if it, if you're just a little bit in the cars, you can watch it and you'll be like, oh, that's, he points out like all these different features of like cars that you probably had on a poster as a kid. Yeah. Gotcha. Crazy Lambos <clears throat> and, and whatever. And since he's gotten more popular, he's gotten more access to tons of cars. Yeah. That, that are sick. That's sick. So as a kid, what uh, what posters did you have on your wall? Um, I had a lot of Michael Jordan posters. Yeah, a lot of Michael Jordan. My son's named Jordan. No way. Oh, I grew up outside of Chicago. Okay, I, I moved to Arizona when I was fourteen, right before high school. Uh huh. Or last part of eighth grade, right before high school. So everything I had was blowing up. Always, bro. So hey, man. They got them nuts. You got them bolts. <laughs> I heart bolt boys. <laughs> I remember those shirts. OG shit, dude. Dude. I got to come back out with that one. That was a dope shirt. Yeah. I think I have some still upstairs. The gray ones? Yeah. Yeah. They're probably like super small sizes. I remember I, the first time <clears throat> that I, I don't remember where it was, but I saw those shirts. It was like 2010, 2011. I was like, bolt boys. What the hell is that? Yeah. And then I would I would see you at like every event, <laughs> even if I wasn't there. If there was coverage of the event, Frank was there. Frank was there. I was like, "That's what's up." Crazy man. People don't understand, dude. That's the secret sauce right there. You know, just being out and being seen, networking, talking to people, especially from coming up here. Yeah, like people think LA is just kind of like LA, like like everyone knows everyone yeah and, oh, dude. but oxnard is up here we're out yeah i'm it's about an hour from downtown la from not, a, not on my drive bro yeah no from san <laughs> diego four, is what the 405 was brutal i bet it was like three and a half maybe no it was a little bit longer but that's, dude, that's fine i, I appreciate caught, you i got coming, the, man, I got the last real. end of the uh dude i i've been wanting to come here just to come up here like when you had the uh um the annual meet no, before that, you had, didn't you have like an open house? Or yeah, yeah, some, yeah. I wanted to get up here so bad, but you know, life, bro. Yeah, I feel you, man. I appreciate you coming, though, dude. This is a conversation that we've been meaning to have for a minute. Dude. But, um, <clears throat> dude, so, yeah. So, so Michael was, Jordan. Okay, so Michael Jordan, uh, Cubs posters, Chicago Cubs? Cubs posters. Okay. Love baseball. And, you know, random, uh, things cut out of. <laughs> Cut out of uh, Word Up Magazine. Word Up Magazine. What so were you I, listening to back then? Uh, before I moved to Arizona, it was... What was it? It was Public Enemy. Okay. Uh, Too Short. Uh, BDP. BDP? Yeah, Boogie Down Productions. Okay, Swan. got you, got you, got you. Uh, yeah, basically. Young MC. Got you. Who lives in, who lives in Phoenix. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, I worked in news in Phoenix too, mm-hmm. and he knew different uh, people, and I would see him at random uh, news parties. Really? Yeah, dude. We, used, it was so fun working in news back then, because we would we'd have, I think four times a year they have what's called sweeps period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what is that? So that's um, it's a month where they do ratings. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, they they break it down from age group time slots it's down to like 15 minute slots mm-hmm. so that's usually when the 
like the news director will be like, this is the most important sweeps period of your careers. So go create like some so, news. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like Nightcrawler. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that bad, but it would be like, so the different franchise reporters would do their bigger, more, more produced packages. Gotcha. And then we get teased like something's on Monday. It's going to get <clears throat> teased all weekend long or like a week. We'll have a theme. Yeah. So at, at the end of that, everybody's just like spent. Mm-hmm. So we used to have after sweeps parties. Got you. Okay. And depending on who was working at the station at the time, like they'd, they'd rent a party bus. Yeah. You hit up downtown Scottsdale and then we'd be at whatever club with the, the Cougars and you'd look over and be like, Hey, I'm Marvin. Oh shit. Young MC. No way. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm not familiar with his music. Uh, you say you're 43. Yeah. So yeah, you were in that, um, <laughs> you were in that level of hip hop before me. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, like I st- <clears throat> when I started listening to to hip hop, it was it was like during like breakdancing time. Got you. So more on the beginning. So, so a side little of bit things. before, a little bit before like Run DMC broke. Well, yeah. If you think about it, so like, like breaking and like a, a Jay Z, I think he's he just turned fifty, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. So yeah, that's that's like the golden era right there. Uh, every every era is like <clears throat> the golden era though. I yeah, mean, think about it. like whenever you came up. That's you know, you know you're gonna... for me. Yeah, you know when I hear these older names, um, that they don't have that much value to me because I didn't grow up in that era. You mm-hmm. know, I'm more of in like not even like Tupac kind of Tupac Biggie. Like I, like a I little did bit after Tupac. listen to to that stuff, but I was like when Tupac died, I was probably nine. Okay, everybody, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be back in one minute. Yo, what's up, fool? Make sure you check out Downstar for all of your dress-up needs. Get it popping over here. We have all the kits for the K-Series, the B-Series, the transmission, the mouse, the engine, the Toro, baby. We have the hardware for the seats, for the stereo. We got it for the speakers. We got it for the lug nuts. We got it for the air valves. We got it for everything, dog. So you make sure you hit us up at downstarring.com or you call us up, fool. You can even text us, lame, 818-937-3472. Just shoot us a text and tell us what's up, dog. I need some fucking balls in this bitch. Hit us up, downstarring.com. Hey, and if you got an Instagram, slide in our fucking DM at downstar. Wait, hit up the homie, Frank underscore downstar. He's the one that takes care of all the DMs. Hit that lever up and shoot him a message and he'll get you all taken care of real nicely. Or so? Yeah, I was in, I was in college. Yeah, so it probably registered way more to you oh, than yeah. it did to me. But yeah, I used to do a radio show in college, hip-hop radio show. No shit. Yeah. Really? Dude, it was, it was sick. Well, that's fucking rad. Yeah, it was a college radio station, <clears throat> super low power, super small college in... On the northwestern kind of corner of Iowa. Iowa? Yeah, I went to college in Iowa. What the fuck? Yeah, I, went to, I wanted to go play baseball there. Yeah. And there was this coach that taught school with my mom that said, you know, you should go here. I played baseball here. You could probably go there. And I walked on. I was fucking horrible. Iowa. What was Iowa like? It's a different world. It sounds like it. But it was, it was cool. It's like a small town. It's a good place to go to school. Yeah. Because, you know, there's not too many things to distract you unless you're trying to get distracted. Have you ever seen that show on Netflix called The Ranch? 
with uh, I, Ashton Kutcher. I keep it keeps getting suggested to me. I haven't seen it yet. You should watch it. It's he's pretty from, stupid. He's from like. <laughs> he's like. Is he? Yeah, I think he's from like Cedar Rapids or something. Oh, is that a small town? Yeah, mm. there's. I think there's a college in Cedar Rapids. Well, um, this show, The Ranch, it's like a. One of those studio audience shows. Ah, ah, is like, it that? Is it like a real studio audience? I don't know. I can't. I, I can't tell the difference. You can probably tell. <laughs> it's probably a laugh track, though. But anyways, it's like they have cussing in it and stuff. It's a Netflix show, but uh-huh. it's like kind of. It feels like it's like a sitcom. Like right? a sitcom, yeah. And it's stupid, you know. But then it's it's funny. Where do they do it? Um, or where is it supposed to take place? somewhere country but it's that it says the population 500 uh-huh. and when i watch that show i'm just it just always makes me think like dude i wonder what it's like growing up in a town of like 500 people that shit's got to be nuts dude like yeah. what do you do yeah it would be weird because everybody knows your business yeah and uh I, I feel like people are probably pretty set in their ways yeah right the good thing about iowa is it's <laughs> pretty like it's very rural. It's got mm-hmm. a couple like smaller urban areas, but <coughs> it's mostly it's mostly rural small towns. Like my girlfriend in college, she went to a school that had like two hundred people in it. Like our high school had two people, two hundred people in it total. I thought two people. Imagine that <laughs> people. Like I guess I'm taking you to prom. <laughs> All right, mom. <laughs> two people. But yeah, dude, 500 people. You know, what? I used to live in uh, northern Nevada. So um, I used to drive back to Oxnard all the time, like when I would have a long weekend or something, come hang out with my friends here. You pass through like at least 10 little cities where it's the speed limit goes from 65, 55, 45, 35, 25, and then just cops are just waiting right there. And it's, it's about a mile or a mile and a half strip, and then... Speed limit starts going back up, and then that's it. You're like, what the fuck was that town? Who lives there? What did they do? Why? Why do you live there? You're like so close to society. (laughs) They can go visit it. Yeah, but you're like, where do people work? Like, if they're not, yeah, what do you do? Because, like, you'll see, like, just regular houses, not on a farm or not. Like, what do you guys do? Yeah. Why? I don't know, man. I mean, and, and I'm looking at it from the eyes of someone who's always lived in the city. Man, you just you know, I'm a city boy. <laughs> so I go out there. I'm like, what? Well, you guys are ghost town boys. What the hell? Why do you want to live here? You know? You'll be like, why are you asking so many questions, boy? <laughs> yeah, but you, it's a nice car you got there. <laughs> they pull out a revolver. <laughs> kind of gas I use. <laughs> but think about it, dude. Like, Imagine living there your whole entire life. Can That's you imagine nuts, living there dude. before the internet? Yeah. Probably like, just think that shit's normal. Before you can like actually go on there and interact with people outside your own community? Yeah. You'd see whatever's on TV on two channels? I'm sure. Well, do you think that social media has helped them out or it's made them feel like, you know, we're not even part of that world? No, I think they, they connect. I think the internet's good because yeah. it... So many people can connect from who knows where. Mm-hmm. I, I met some, especially back in the day when they had forums. I know so many people in random spots yeah. that I've never been to just through that. And the forums are gone, but I still know them. Yeah. So it's weird. If you guys are listening right now, um, leave a comment if you're from a city that's like under a thousand people and just let us know what it's like because I have no idea, bro. In, in Oxnard right here, there's a hundred thousand people plus. Well, that's about the same size <clears throat> of uh, 
uh, the college I went to was in Sioux City, mm-hmm. and it was a hundred thousand in the metro. That's gotcha, like, that's gotcha, like in gotcha. 90, 96, gotcha. So it's still big, big. Yeah, area. yeah, yeah. But man, there's also a lot of. A lot of rural stuff going on. Yeah. And everybody that was in my classes, they were from all those small towns. Got you. So they come there and they lose their minds every weekend they go home. Oh, shit. <laughs> so they go out cow tipping and shit or what? I don't know. Go chore. <laughs> Slop the hogs. Go churn. Churn butter. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to all you guys. There's another world out there. Go explore no. it for sure. But, you know, especially with the internet, <clears throat> there's people that are there will randomly be a sick build from a town mm-hmm. of 50 people. Yeah. Just because they connected with the culture. Well, when we go out to Ohio for Ibach Me in Ohio, like there's some nice ass builds out there. And just all, all that's in Ohio is just a bunch of fucking fields. Oh, man. You got Cincinnati. Uh, I don't know. You got Cleveland. Uh, not all the places that I went, dude. They're oh, all you gotta go to with field ass place. I felt so close to to Bone Thugs. <laughs> really? Dude, our Uber driver? No, it wasn't even our Uber driver. Is is the driver that uh, the hotel sent to pick us up at the, the hotel? Yeah. Or at the at the airport? <laughs> he was playing this demo for us. No way. The whole ride just Damn. blasted it on like crank past ten. I forget that they're from Cleveland. I think we did go out there. Before. How could you forget they're from Cleveland? That's not really my bag, dog. I mean, it was, but like... Oh, yeah, I'm like like 10 years older than you. Yeah, like I was telling you, dude, like my shit was more... When I started feeling like passionate about music, that was... It was East Coast music. It was like, you know, Wu-Tang, DMX, Rough Riders, like that kind of stuff. Cannabis. That's only about um, three years difference. Yeah, but still, like, just imagine being in in elementary, junior high versus being in college when mm-hmm. Tupac died. That's that's a huge difference, you uh, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Dude, we're, the cool thing about my radio show, like, I don't know, we're all over the place, but... Uh, I love it. Because it was a college station and it was an alternative station, but at night we could do these specialty shows, I was the hip-hop point person for the station. So I would get all the stuff from, like, Death Row. Mm. I would get the stuff from Def Jam and all these smaller labels and whatever. And, dude, I had stacks of vinyl. Yeah. Vinyl, like, the 12-inch singles. Yeah. Of all these. I wish I had it still. Yeah. I'll even sell it to some DJ for loop. This is a DJ right now, bro. That's, <laughs> that's all you need to be a DJ. Uh, you ever watch those DJ uh, competitions, the Red Bull one? No. Sick. Like real DJing? Well, a lot of it's pre-programmed, mm-hmm. but, but a lot of it they're also mixing live. Yeah. So it's like, you should check it. Yeah. I think right now, to be honest, right now I would feel is probably the best time in, in hip-hop music because it's so diverse. There's so many different subcultures. And the greats have gotten to the place that they're supposed to be, you know, take it back to maybe like early 2000s. Uh, Jay-Z wasn't who Jay-Z is now. You know what I mean? Well, Eminem, I mean, he didn't, he didn't need them. Biggie to die. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's so many things that had to happen for these guys to get in their seat where they're mm-hmm. probably going to remain for the rest of history. But these are like the, the guys on the Mount Rushmore. They're barely getting to that age right now like their 40s and 50s yeah and of course there was older guys that did it before but i don't think that in their career they actually did as much as say like a jay-z nas 
50 Cent, Eminem, guys like that. You know, they've accomplished so much. And the guys from back in the day, they, they didn't really have that opportunity because it's just like the stars just didn't align. Yeah, you know? plus you had, to, you had to know about it, to be about it, to yeah. be able to listen to it, to find it back then. Yeah, and now it's like, it's it's this is pop culture mm -hmm. you know the 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 hip-hop culture is pop culture like even the huggies commercials that's not the baby bottoms out about it and they're fucking rapping <laughs> about diapers like what the fuck this is crazy but yeah, yeah or they'll use a run the jewel song on you see on the super bowl ads for uh cadillac yeah, I didn't, I didn't really spend much time with Run the Jewels. Oh. I mean, I, I'm f familiar with who they are, but I've never listened to them before. I'm oh. missing out. The wordplay is sick. Really? Oh, Killer Mike. Did you ever listen to Killer Mike with like Outkast and the Dungeon Family and all them? Uh, probably, but it just didn't stick like that, out. That second wave, yeah. like once, you know, like after probably AT Aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, what, I remember when that wave came out, but um, I, was, I was selling CDs back then in high school. Uh, I've heard the stories. Yeah. You're like, I'll take your order. Yeah. But now I look back at all those, the music I used to listen to back in the day, and I have to re-listen to it because, like, I wasn't listening to it with a mature ear. Mm -hmm. You know, now I'm able to understand what they were trying to say, decipher it, and, and like, give it a lot more respect or less respect than I did back in Some the day. Some stuff you know? doesn't hold up as well. Yeah. Like, it starts off, and you're like, yeah. And then, hmm. Yeah, the beat's still sick, but yeah. this is kind of whatever, you know. <laughs> but I was listening to Lil Wayne the other day, and listening to some of his older albums. I'm like, damn, dude, this shit is fire. So he doesn't get he doesn't get the res respect no, for his lyricism. Not. Everybody not. just knows like auto tune, lollipop guy. Like, yeah, but if you go into before like that that album, so I would say probably like um, what is it, the Carter two. And before, he's spitting until that auto tune stuff came out. Then, then his style started switching, but he was still spitting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But how, how I say about Lil Wayne is like I feel like he knows, and everybody knows that he has the capability. So it's kind of like it's like an Eminem, you know. I don't know what do I really have to prove, you know. But it feels like Eminem still has. He feels like himself that he has something to prove. And Wayne is just out there having fun, and, and plus, I don't, I don't think if even if nobody was listening to Eminem, he'd probably still be in a corner rapping to himself. Cause yeah, this what's what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, he's a different kind of breed, man. He's, I haven't been fucking with a lot of stuff that he's been doing lately until like recently. Kamikaze. Nah, even no? after that, a Music little to more. Be, uh, uh, yeah, that album is fire. Yeah, but even like a couple more features before that, I was like, okay, this is, this is the M. I think that he got the response from the the Kamikaze, and he probably wasn't super happy with it, so he was fucking started rapping his ass off. And okay, well, no, I, the one he was pissed off about was the uh, revival. That's the one. That's that's the one. And then Kamikaze came and smashed it. Went after everybody. Yeah. And nobody really had anything else for him. Yeah. <laughs> and <clears throat> I would like to see Eminem in, like, a real rap battle. I don't know who against who, though. You know, I, I would probably want to see him with, like, <sighs> like I don't even want to say it, but like, Drake, dude. <clears throat> that would be a hard one. Yeah, but, but to be fair, it would be Eminem against Drake and all of his ghostwriters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Like, no, Drake's sick. <laughs> I just drove through Calabasas. I think I saw him. 
But no, he's sick. But it would. Do you really you know that like asterisk over him? No, no, I, no, no, no. Of course not. Because nah. he makes it sound good. Yeah. Like, so you, do you, you don't think he writes his rhymes? Well, they people look at the writing credits on the songs. There's a, there's a lot of other people on there. Mm. And a lot of people have come out and said, you know, I wrote this and I wrote that. Yeah. But I think when you get to that level, that's kind of just the, the normal business aspect of it. Because, like, people writing for Kanye. I think it just, depend, think it just depends. Well, when, when, you have, when you're on top for that long, it literally turns into a business. You know, you got to mm-hmm. keep it going and you got to provide the best content that you have. That oh, you yeah. Can, it, you know? I, if people got ghostwriters and they sound <clears throat> like shit, then they suck. But if they sound good, can't fault somebody for that. Yeah. I think Drake spit his ass off, bro. For sure. But that's my number one guy. So it's like, I'm, I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a good era, man. Um, but you were uh, speaking of alternative. Uh, you listen to alternative music as well, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I always kind of liked, I always liked whatever hip-hop was before it became hip-hop. Mm-hmm. You know, breakdancing. Like, it's so cheesy thinking about it now. Mm-hmm. But we used to take, I don't know who brought it. There'd be either linoleum yeah. or cardboard boxes yep. at recess. At, at recess. School. Oh, shit. And somebody would have a boombox and we would have breakdance battles. No way. In suburban Chicago. Wow. And I was like, what? Like six or seven. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> Wow. Like like a movie, right? Like you'd be like, oh, what is this? Like fame or some kind of BS made up movie? Yeah. Degrassi? I don't know. Whatever <laughs> whatever you can relate to. <laughs> you know, your your boy Drake. Uh yeah, because he wasn't break dancing on that shit. <laughs> break wheeling. But kids uh, is bringing a nolium, yeah. rolling it out. Yeah. Setting up tiles, dude. <laughs> yeah. So I mean that's where I'm coming from with hip hop. Like yeah. it was I don't know, it was it was like break beats, like it wasn't one even rap yet. Yeah, there's there were some, but it was kind of like added on, you know. But that and like rock, I got in the eighties. Everybody like hair bands. Yeah, and, and is that like, when you started listening to rock? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, but back then, like I didn't discern between like Motley Crue and Metallica or mm-hmm. Megadeth. It was all just kind of like rock music. Yeah. But, and then, you know, like, I was late to the game with uh, Pop Punk. Really? Fucking love Pop Punk. Yeah. You know, my first uh, experience with it was going to Hot Topic, right? So <laughs> yeah. I went into Hot Topic, and uh, before this, I was into, like, um, Limp Biscuit, Papa Roach, System of Down, Corn, that kind of shit, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> so then I go into Hot Topic. And I hear um, "Newfound Glory." Uh, Was it my friends over you? No, my heart will go on. Oh, the cover! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I hear it, and I'm like, "What is that?" That's a lead. Yeah, like what the hell? I know that song because I sing it in the shower. But (laughs) who are these people? You know. So I even asked them, like, "Oh, it's Newfound Glory." What is that? (laughs) That was my first experience into pop punk, dude, and that's why it's like, you know, they're they're up there with me. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I didn't. I was probably like two years late to Newfound Glory. Mm-hmm. Like I already had, I think two albums out. Mm. And then my friend would make like mix CDs. 
He'd be like, oh, you got to check out this. He, he, he'd burn CDs and be like, yeah, check out this mix. Yeah. And he was really into alternative. And that's how I found Newfound Glory. I was like, this shit rips. Sick, dude. It, it's like nice, nice boy rock kind of. Like yeah. You can mosh to it or you know, they call it pop mosh kind yeah. of. It's, it's so hard to put all of that in a category because there's a lot of bands that I listen to and I don't even know what to call them. I, I feel like can't really call them rock. I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's Have really you been to a weird. show? Of course. Wow. I don't know your life. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So my first, my first, uh, just kidding. I know, I, know, first, I know the exact show. There, what is it? <laughs> I don't know my first like rock concert. Was it Warped Tour? Um, it, that's what I'm saying. It probably was uh, Warp Tour 2000, right here in Ventura. They have the uh, Seaside Park. Mm-hmm. That would be one of the stops. And literally from here to there is maybe like a 10 minute drive, if that. So Warp Tour 2000, and I went for probably like at least eight years, uh, every single year. Mm-hmm. And probably from the end of Warp Tour, which was last year, if I'm not mistaken, was it 2000? Maybe 2018. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so from 2000 to 2018, I probably missed maybe three Mm -hmm. world tours, but that's it. Like, that was my shit, bro. You know, and going to that show, I remember the first time that I ever went that um, the first show of the day we went to was um, No Effects. Mm -hmm. So I was with, like, my cousin, a group of friends and stuff. I'm fucking tiny then, dude. I was probably, like, 15, 14, you know, so. We're really close up with N- um, no effects. I'm gonna say NSX. <laughs> with NSX, R, right hand drive. So we're in the middle. Oh, and there's fucking drunk ass, like 40 year old dude. He's like, hey, man, you better watch out. It's gonna get crazy in here. And I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. You're <laughs> the only crazy one in here, bro. Right when that shit started, the whole fucking crowd went nuts. And I turned around and ran. <laughs> I must have looked so crazy because after that song was done, they said, hey, someone grab that kid, put him on your shoulders. And I'm like, nah, I'm fucking out of here, you psychopaths. <laughs> so I wasn't really ready for the no effects part of it. But I saw like Green Day that day, uh, Weezer. Probably didn't see Newfound Glory. I think that that was before. They did it a bunch. Well, they kind of came out like at the end of... The 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. I didn't find them until like 2002, 2003. Yeah, it was probably closer to then when I started getting into it. But once I had that like Warped Tour experience, I got hooked. Dude, the energy is so much different, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because growing up, pretty, for the most part, the only shows I would go see would be a hip hop show. Yeah. You know, and those are fun. Like, that's my shit. But then the energy of like a Newfound Glory show or, you know, a day to rem- you ever listen to a day to remember? A little bit, yeah. Like, well, actually, that, that was the same show. They they brought him out on tour with them, but uh, the energy is just so different. Yeah, I even went to like some when I lived in Minneapolis, like some local pop punk. I didn't even know that pop punk had a scene in Minneapolis. Yeah, and I went to a small like bar, and it's like the crowd is pretty much people in the opening bands. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Or, or their friends or yeah. their family. And it's it's just such a sick energy. Yeah. That's what I like. Not long ago, I saw a video on um, Facebook, and it was the Chodos playing live in uh, a living room, like when they're first coming out, dude. And they sounded great. They sounded just like they did on the CD. And it was like 
fuck, dude, these people had no idea what they were in for. <laughs> you know, it was just, I wish that I could be there that day just to experience that, you know? Yeah, like, there's a band in, in Minneapolis, Charlie Siren. They don't, even, they don't even exist anymore. I got one of their CDs coming out at a New Found Glory concert yeah. that I went to in Minneapolis. Next thing you know, I'm listening to that shit all the time. You know, they got, they come, they just dropped their new CD and then, like, on the cover, there's, like, a house and they're like, oh, yeah, come on by the house and if you, if you want to, you know, get this t-shirt or whatever, yeah. say what's up or come to this show and it's going to be at their house. No shit. That's dope. I remember leaving Warp Tour and I got a, um, a demo disc like that from uh, Sugar Cult and then they ended up blowing up. Was it actually them outside there? I'm out? pretty sure it was. Like, I remember the first Newfound Glory show I went to, they were just out there signing merch, just like, just hanging out with people. It's nuts, man. Like, you don't really get that. Like, I would go see, you know, Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill wouldn't be hanging out with yeah. us, you know? Although, you, you ever listen to Dirt Nasty? No. Is Simon Rex? No. Oh, man. It's like his alter ego. Who? Simon Rex. Dirt Nasty is, is Simon Rex. Who's Simon Rex? Simon Rex, he was he was a VJ on MTV. Um probably like late nineties, I wanna say. Yeah. And he hooked up with uh he actually made a group with uh Mickey Avalon and Andre Legacy. Mm-hmm. Mickey Avalon kinda got hot for a little while. He was like this kind of androgynous it actually it probably fit in more now than it did back then because he was a rapper. He'd say it's sick as shit. Yeah. But he kind of had like this androgynous look about him, kind of like a, like a, you know, like how like the rock and roll style is with like long hair and, yeah. and tight jeans and a vest and no shirt. Yeah. You know, like what kind of is like what the guys look like right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And he would come to Phoenix all the time and we would go see him and it'd be the best time. Really? It, it would be like, it was a lot like the pop punk feel with the hip hop show. Got you. It would, it would be so sick. And, and they'd just be hanging out with you, drinking at the bar. Shit's dope, man. You know, and that's why I admire the uh, where the, the hip hop community is right now. You know, even with the SoundCloud rappers and stuff. I, I go to some shows, dude, and you're just like, dude, this feels like a punk show. It's insane, man. I've been to, uh, have you ever heard of Xavier Wolf before? I have on um, <clears throat> from you. <laughs> there you go. Um, but Xavier Wolf, he's like a, a SoundCloud rapper mm. and a car guy too, which is pretty dope. But as his, at his shows, it's just the mosh pits fucking popping. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm in this bitch right now. <laughs> I love it, dude. I'm always just mosh pit adjacent. That that's what I used to be before, but then after I got older, I started getting a lot more aggression. I'm like, <laughs> I gotta let this shit out. But you know, there's there'll be like 15 year old kids in there, and if you just, I'll take them out. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll push him back in. I'll suck a kid every once in a while. <laughs> and then, but then, you know, usually, at like a pop punk show, it's cool because yeah. everyone will stop and help somebody up. And yeah. It's not where, like, more hardcore shows where it's just kind of like, fuck everybody. And yeah, I think on. that that's where, like, the, the rap ones is, is, is in the middle because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the hip-hop culture is, is more rough, you know? And they're taking that culture from, like, the, the rock Mm-hmm. side of things you know so they're they're just like maybe there's some dudes in there that are more aggressive than not but there's nothing that compares to like you know like like a newfound glory mosh pit everybody's in there loving each other Dude, you know people will like will throw their arm around you like you'll yeah, the top of your lungs. <laughs> i love it bro that the 
the last warp tour um we all went ashley went christian went my sister went my nephew daniel went my boy tj so we watched the use which is my favorite band and um it was christian and i and then my boy tj and my nephew daniel and we're in the pit and like both the kids are in front of us and we're just have our elbows up and fucking going and their eyes are just like what is going on but they're they're down for it dude and just like everybody's rocking out and just like giving the kids props and like you know just they were they were having the best time ever dude and that's i was glad that we were able to take them to that yeah i never got to go to a work tour never no oh my god well dude. the thing is they would come through in phoenix yeah in july oh my god fuck that <laughs> Fuck Phoenix in July. Although, you know what? I did go to like three Project Revolution tours. And, and they would do that in like in August. It wasn't much better. Yeah. But, yeah. It would always and it would always be like on a random like Wednesday. Wednesday or something weird. Yeah. Here too. Because they're like, oh, well, if we go here at that time, by the time we get to LA, we're going to be there for the weekend. Yeah. So what are some of your bands that you gravitate towards? Oh. Uh, Who's your number one? Probably newfound glory. Yeah. I mean, uh, I have friends that are like into the music scene. They're like, "Oh, you like that stuff?" But dude, I shit love it. Rips. Fuck yeah! You hear the new one? No, I haven't yet. Oh, it's sick. it's good. Yeah, uh, it's called Greatest of All Time. Yeah, go. And they talk about the '96 Bulls. That's my shit. The Bulls. Speaking of you, dude, I, a lot of the bands I don't listen to the new stuff. You know, because I was. All of those albums remind me of an Same era time. of my life, and I, I like to revisit that. You know, and their new stuff, it just, I don't have that emotional connection to it. I, I don't know. that <clears throat> Their group, them, and like uh, Blink 182, have kind of matured, like, especially if they go back to their roots, but it's it's not like when they were kids. Yeah. And it's, but they're doing that kind of music as adults. I'm definitely down to listen to it for sure. Should check it out. Yeah, I was even listening to um, the used. Uh, I think it was 2007 album. I forget. It was like with the robot kind of on the front. Oh, yeah, I thought they were your they were your group. They were. I mean, the first few <laughs> albums, <laughs> and then that, and then after that, that's it. A lot of the not the newfound glory stuff goes adults, like it yeah. just blends in together to me. Too. So I was listening to that that album damn, I haven't listened to this forever. And there's so much good tracks on it. And it's just like I said, listening to music with like a more uh, refined ear now, uh, it, it feels good because now you listen to older stuff and you're like, damn, this, this feels like a new album to me. Because I wasn't, I don't know, I guess I just wasn't in the space to, to actually take it in. Yeah, to process it. Yeah, I would put a CD in. I'm like, ah, I don't like that song. Next one. This shit doesn't slap, bro. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And then I got into that era. I was like, dude, I guess this slaps. So Newfound Glory, who else? Um, oh, man. Were you ever into the Chodos? Uh, not so much. Like, I would listen to them in, like, on mixes and stuff. Gotcha. But them, I got it. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, oh, what's, what's the group? Uh, the song Popular Monster. Oh. Uh, the video came out at the end of last year. It's fucking gangster shit. Mm -hmm. It goes so hard. Um, oh, falling in reverse. Mm -hmm. It's like that next wave of like that went like kind of scene glam kind of stuff that kind of morphed into. They do a lot of rapping, 
but a lot of scream stuff. Got you. Um, but basically, I've just been listening to a lot of a lot of the new Eminem. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of the the Royce the Five Nine stuff. Got you. Okay. Just like lyrical stuff. Royce just came out with the album, right? Yeah. Yeah, I need to hear that. Like I haven't gotten too deep into that one yet, but the singles. Yeah. I'm playing a lot. What do you think of that Eminem song where he's rapping from the point of view of the, uh, the, uh, the Vegas, Vegas shooter? At first, uh, like the first two times, I didn't even understand what it was even about. Yeah. And then afterwards, I was like, man, that's crazy. I, I, don't, I still don't really know what to think of it. The first time that I heard it, I thought that he was rapping from his point yeah, of yeah, view. Yeah. As he's going to go perform, but he's doing drugs and stuff and he's nervous about it. And I'm sure that that's how he wanted it to yeah, come out. Yeah, I was like, I was thinking like, oh yeah, so he's going to go out and just like murder the crowd. Yeah. And then, and then you know, like the post thing with like all the audio clips of all, all the tons of shootings. Yeah, dude. That's so like, crazy, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about the Vegas shooting on the last episode, dude, and it's just like that. That shit hit me hard, bro, because... 69, <clears throat> 69 people gone. It's, just, it's wild, dude. That's like... They went to a show and they're just gone. Yeah. And there was a lot of people from locally that either I knew or friends of friends that were out there. It's like, yo, this is very close to home, man. Dude, I was working at a different TV station then, but it was in San Diego. Yeah. And one of the... Uh, I think at the time she might have even just been an intern, sports intern. She was at the show. She was like running for her life. And they made her come in. I'm sure they asked, but asked. Yeah. For her to come in and do a live interview about that. No shit. It's sweep, sweep. We got to come in. I was like, yes, nobody watches this shit, right? It's not worth it. Like she's barely got, it's not even a week afterwards, like four days. And she's in there talking about. You know, we heard the shots coming from over here, and we're running over here, and they drug her in the war. Like, that's what my man. That's where content's going nowadays, bro. I mean, I, I mean, it's different if you're on the scene, you're getting it, but just because you know somebody that was, you, know, you could have got a phone from anybody. You yeah. She probably still doesn't like even process what happened. Like, yeah. PTSD'd out and shit, you know. Yeah, you can come in and talk to us for like oh, 15 minutes live on TV, okay? Oh. I'm good on that. <laughs> I, I would love to speak to somebody that was there, though, man. But and there I, are a lot it, of people there. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It would be kind of it would be kind of hard because I don't want to disrespect or you know ask them something that brings up a bad memory. But if somebody was like willing to tell their story and wanted to talk about it, I would love to. Cause I haven't been that, you know, it's, it even sounds morbid just to say like intrigued on it, but it's just so much happened at that event that is, is unanswered. That's mm-hmm. that, that whole day and that whole time and everything in history is there's way more unanswered questions that we don't even know what the fuck, why it even happened, what, what anything, mm-hmm. you know? And then of course the way that the media moves now and, and just life in general. It's just the next, it's just the next, the next thing. shooting. Whatever got blasted yeah. at the garlic festival and exactly. then this, this Walmart's all twenty three people <clears throat> dead, like it, it kind of washes away the meaning. And he plus must, working in news I've I worked through nine eleven. I worked No like, way. Like all these different elections, like the two thousand election when uh they had it was like all undecided because they had hanging chads and the ballot. Like I worked through all that stuff. So I see so much raw footage. 
Really? That, that, you know, that doesn't make it, you know? That it's too whatever for TV. Yeah. No shit. Oh, especially, like, on 9-11? Oh, my God. Dude, dude. we had so many, like, watching so many videos live and, and, and editing it because... Had to find the stuff that, that we could sense. use, you know, because you're getting raw footage. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, like when when people realize that the sounds of stuff crashing down were bodies, you know, before the, anything fell because yeah. of the fire, and they were like, "I'm out of here." Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, like all that stuff, and then I have to go through all that video over and over and over again to get the stuff that we can use to tell the stories about what happened. And I'm I'm in Phoenix. Like, imagine the people that were actually there. Yeah. But, you know, people don't see that at home. No, man. Especially people who weren't of age. You know, I was maybe, like, 16 at the time that it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was probably 16. Yeah, 85. Yeah. So, um, when that happened... Math like, skills, bro. <laughs> quick, dude. That's why I'm a hustler, bro. You <laughs> count all the money you got in your pocket right now. Ten bucks. <laughs> And a coupon. <laughs> but um, about 39 cents. I remember where I was, what I was doing, and then the impact that it had. But I could just imagine if you're like, if you weren't born in, even in the 90s, yeah, yeah. you know, that's, it doesn't register to you. It's just like something that happened in the past. But if you lived through it, bro, that shit was fucking insane. You didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, I was late to work that day. Yeah. Because I was watching it on TV. And then I looked up, and it was like four hours later, six hours later, just gone because I was just glued to my TV watching it. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to get to work. Yeah. Like, get into work. And we were mostly just CNN live for like two days. Yeah. I was the only fool that was like, yeah, I'll edit the, all these packages for it. I did like a six-minute obit package for all these different people looking for families. And mm. everybody else was just sitting there watching it. <laughs> It's wild, man. <coughs> but <clears throat> ever since 9-11, nothing's really impacted me as much as the Vegas shooting has. Well, it's it's so close. And especially you, you live in Nevada. Yeah. Or you say Nevada or Nevada? It was Nevada. Nevada, all right. I don't yeah. know. You can, I don't know. You can say however you want, bro. But I don't know. <laughs> Nevada? That's how you say it? Nevada, Nevada. I don't know. I just go back and forth. Nevada. 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 Nevada, Nevada, bro. I just lived there. I don't have any pride for Nevada. But it was northern Nevada. Unless you got them bolts. <laughs> Shout out to all those Nevadaites. That's where, uh, no, it started here, but that's where my passion started for Hondas out there. Yeah, with Raul. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy that these, like, these things that happen in your life, you never know what's going to be the outcome of them. You know, oh, for as sure. you're just in the middle of it, it's just like, it doesn't register to you that, okay, so since you're like liking this new genre of cars, that that's going to be the rest of your life. Like, what the Or fuck? at least the next chapter. Exactly. Even this right here. Although I, I don't see, I don't see a timeline. I'm not gonna be in, I want to be 30 years older than Brian. I'll be, you know, it's a lower something or other. Yeah. Then probably still won't be built to how I really want it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you uh, are you really passionate about Hondas? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. How'd that start? Uh, pretty much my mom. Really? <laughs> yeah. 
Your mom had we, a K-Swap or what? No, we lived in uh, suburban Chicago, and she had like an 82 Chevette. Mm-hmm. This is in like 83. Stunning. No, no, she got it in 80, She had 82, and it was 83, and then we, in one year, the, the whole fucking floor rusted out. In like, one year? Yeah, you could see through the floor where her feet were Yeah. to the road. Because of like the salt and in stuff? In a year and a half. Really? Yeah, pieces of shit, dude. Who makes that car? Chevrolet. Chevette? Chevette. And that was their that was their account box back then. Gotcha. And we just coasted in onto uh the lot in eighty four. My mom got a Civic hatchback. Mm-hmm. It was brand new. It ran forever. Mm-hmm. Ran until we moved to Arizona. And I was like, this is legit. Nice. Like, that's when I started getting into Hondas. I didn't get into modifying until beyond, like, car stereos and stuff. Yeah. Because, like, in high school, I got deep into that. Like, Car stereos? Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, we didn't have any money. I didn't have a car, so I didn't do it. Like, I'd help my friends with their stuff. And yeah. And just, like, ride around Phoenix with whatever uh, jail audio just slapping. Oh, yeah. we'd, we'd leave it running when we'd go into, like, Circle K. Yeah. And oh yeah, it's vibrating the uh, yeah. the uh, refrigerators in the back when you get in the drink. Yeah, and I think oh man, somebody could just jump in your ride. The car. <laughs> yeah, I used to have remote start on the Chevelle, and then when I would be leaving Best Buy, I would start it. But before I would get out, the last time I would have the volume all the way up, <laughs> remote start, and it is full jail system I loved it dude that shit slaps yeah man yeah we, we'd roll around we would listen to bass CDs yeah well bass first bass tapes and then shit. yeah bass mechanics yeah we'd, like the tone test we'd be like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man since you got that bandpass box that fucking that oh. that just be cool box yeah. <laughs> dude I remember those days man so let, let, but, yeah, my mom. My mom. Your mom got, got you. Why did you guys move from Chicago to Arizona? Um, money, gosh, jobs. Uh, single parent home. It was just me, my mom, my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, she put herself through college, and uh, she was gonna be a, become a teacher. And we moved out to Phoenix. We had family out there. Gotcha. Okay. And, what was that like? And you know, like our little townhouse. Well, it wasn't even a townhouse because it didn't have a garage, but. Our little, it was like a quad kind of thing that had four units in it. She sold that, and she was able to buy a house, like a single family home with driveway, garage, backyard, front yard, side yard, mm-hmm. in Phoenix, for almost the same amount of money. Mm. Like she financed it because money is really cheap to borrow. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we just moved out there for that. And it was a different world. I hated Phoenix when I moved there. Really? Oh. I was like this little country ass town, not realizing you know it's like three million people, four million people, whatever it is now. Yeah. So back then, it it wasn't that as populated. It was still in the millions. Yeah. And everything's spread out. Isn't like in Chicago, you have the city and then you got the suburbs, but there's like it's a lot like L.A. How there's so many suburbs but it's like you just call it all LA you yeah. don't call it all Chicago so do you remember when she told you like yo we're out um yeah 
It wasn't a big deal for me. Really? Because, <coughs> whatever, I was in halfway through eighth grade. I hated school. Yeah. I hate, like, like shit, I'll be able to go play baseball in the wintertime. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, because that's real seasons out in Chicago, huh? Yeah, yeah. Dude, if I was staying in Chicago, I probably could have played varsity all four years of high school. Really? <laughs> Compared you... to Phoenix, like, places that are warm. Yeah. People just develop so much more skill in sports, especially, you know, baseball and stuff where it's really skill-centric. Yeah. Be able to identify pitches or, you know, situational awareness, you know, stuff like that. It's crazy what the weather really plays an impact on your life, you know, because even thinking about the automotive community, you know, um, you know, like Hondas and Monty Hondas, that shit started here in SoCal. And then you think like, well, that's pretty natural because if you're in the East Coast, like your car, you really can't do much to it for four months out of the time, you know? So it, it's only natural that... You have an off-season. Yeah, we don't have any off-season ever. Unless it's self-imposed. You know, yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to do this during this time. I'm not going to go to any events. Or... So you have all these fucking cars everywhere and pieces and not running. <laughs> like who? Everybody. Me included. What? <laughs> This is the year. We're going to kill the game. <laughs> yeah, but then you come out and kill the game. Yeah. Mr. Heavy in the streets. It's, it's not as fun as it was before. I'd rather be part of people's builds now, you know? I don't know. It's, it's all about perspective, you know, I think. Because, you know, we go to stuff like SEMA. We go to stuff like IBA, where there's the, the quality of stuff is is insane yeah like complete you know your car we'll see like ride wire cars um you know like big mics like you see stuff that's insane and then you see stuff that's not probably not quite to that level but a shit ton of stuff that's almost to that level yeah but i'll i'll see some kid with like max speed coilovers and rusted out ef and i'm like that's sick yeah. It's just the culture, man. I love it. I think it's all about perspective. Yeah. And that's why I love to be part of the community. You know, um, before it was wanting to be in competition and wanted to build the sickest car and things like that. But now I'm just like, you know, if I'm not competing with anybody, then everybody feels right to like use our stuff. It mm. becomes like a Hasport, you know, nobody looks at Hasport and be like, oh, you're rocking Hasport. I'm going to rock this or innovative or whatever you know it's, it's like not that not that beef you know uh -huh. it could be on everybody's car and that could be like the recipe and that's what i always wanted to be part of the recipe like passport well i was gonna say that's you're a lot star. you're a lot like you're a lot like Brian. that because i remember before well, it was a couple years ago i'd see somebody with like some knockoff looking downstar washer bolt things and i'd be like Hey, you see this shit? And you hear this like, yeah, that's cool, whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, back in the day, I wasn't. You weren't as much. You were, you evolved pretty quickly. I mean, I, I wish I would have evolved a little quicker, but I had to take those, you know, those bumps in the road. I had to learn from my mo own mistakes because. Well, yeah, I mean, you're only like in your 30s, so I mean, just. 
Yeah, this coming up. This road that that I'm on is it was a very unique one because uh, that fool's just chilling, dog. What's your Instagram? You got beef, son. There's <laughs> <laughs> a little. Oh, almost got. Oh, I got. I got his brother. Oh hell yeah, we got him. One eighty-seven, son. Sorry, Peta. But it's like I was on this journey that. For one, I I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like doing it, going through the motions. Mm-hmm. For two, I really never had like an OG, someone to reach out and be like, yo, maybe you shouldn't do this. Maybe you may, like giving me different perspective of things. Yeah, you know? but also, you know, maybe you wouldn't even been in the space to, to even have somebody do that. Yeah, and I, and I like it. I, I like being able to look back at the, the mistakes or the way that we handled things in the past. And I like people that seen us go through that to see us in this space to understand that there's growth and you you don't have to live in that spot that mm-hmm. you were in, you know? It's not a life sentence. Yeah, definitely, man. And, and that's one thing that this podcast has really helped me out with is, is to really explain who we are and, and not try to cover up or make excuses of things that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I'm, I was in a unique situation and I didn't know what the fuck to do. You know, I'm from California, bro. And first and foremost, I'm from California. So when there's a certain kind of threat or certain things are said or what have you, like, this is the way that we deal with things. Uh-huh. This is this is how it is, you know. And I had to, to realize that the way that I think about life is totally different than the way that Ashton Kutcher thinks about life in the town of 500 people. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, so. yeah. Yeah, but, you know, Brian's like the same way. He doesn't care what kind of mounts you get. He prefers that you get passport. Yeah. But he's all about getting people to... You know, be able to do their swaps, be able to accomplish what their goal is. Yeah. Whether it's to go racing, to, to you know, build a sick show car, a street car. And, and the same thing with you. Like, you, you're just kind of, like, there to help people get to where they're going. Yeah. What's your vision? You know, I always say that, like, we're giving you more tools to create your vision. That's all I do. You know, so if you use somebody else, it's all good, man. You know, because I know that there's something that that company doesn't have that we have. So if you want to use our stuff and their stuff or whoever, it's all good. If you don't want to use any of our stuff, it's all good, you know, because at the end of the day, we're still going to be moving anyways. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, I, I like the space that we're in right now. Isn't it a trip though to see, because you share a lot of pics of, uh, of people that use your stuff and, and they're building stuff. Isn't it a trip to see something that you saw in your brain, had made, like made it, Offer it to people and have them take that and just do things with it that, like, you never even dreamed of. Dude, I love it, man. There's people that use our products on their car like I would use it. Like, they understand the a la carte section where you can buy a bolt at whatever length you need. Yeah, I'm bad at that. Yeah, (laughs) a lot of people are. And I kind of, we're going to make it a lot easier, but I kind of like it that it's a little more difficult because then there's those builders who understand it and that take it the next level. And then their cars are, you know, just a little more detailed than the yeah, regular yeah. person who just buys, like, the kits. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's, there's, there's levels to this shit. Yeah, and I love it. And I love those levels, man. And I love that we're able to to hit each part of the level, whether you want to do your car top to bottom or if you just want to have, like, some valve so, cover hardware. Or some uh, license plate bolts, like, <laughs> in my car. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, dude. You know? I still got the sticker, though. 
Yeah. Thank you for wrecking, bro. I appreciate it. You've always yeah. been a good supporter, man. I appreciate it. Oh yeah. Dude, it's 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 easy when you see people that are do the work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So definitely, man. When I see somebody that's out there hustling like that, that really catches my eye. And I want to help these people out because I understand what the grind is about. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's so easy to be able to tell someone's intentions whether good or bad, you know, and if you can see somebody and see that they're genuine and they're really just trying to push ahead, like I'm always down to help them out. Yeah. 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 Sure. It's a crazy space that we're in though, man. It's, um, it's full of a lot of younger demographic, which makes a lot of like interesting situations come up and you you really see people's growth over time, but like at a younger age, Mm -hmm. you know? So what I mean is like, if you're in a different demographic of cars, say like um i don't know corvettes or something like that like you you What's get <laughs> you 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 see like older dudes and i saw maybe, a c8 today too really yeah no shit where at it's, i don't know it was four or five or i five just would it look literally like? like i looked it was just, uh it was just a red one but how did it look it, it, looked, it was going the opposite way on the, oh. the highway so then be like oh are you sure it was a c8 had the had the the side scoops. Yeah, yeah. No way, dude. I don't. I don't know if it was like a press car yeah, or yeah, like yeah. a manufacturer car. Well, they're coming out soon. Um, I was watching uh, <coughs> one of TJ Hunt's uh, recent videos, and he pre-ordered the C8. Mm. And he got some hookup or whatever, and he's getting VIN number sixteen, if I'm not mistaken. And I think if I heard him correctly, the car should should be ready for pickup. Shit, very soon, man. Within like weeks. Damn. Did yeah. He, did he already buy his New Balance? <laughs> new Balance. You got to get the calves, bro. You get the calves pumping. The cargo shorts. The uh, the striped. You got to have the white socks too. You think that this white slouch socks? You think this Corvette's gonna be like that? No, I think this is gonna be like the younger tuner one, dude. It still costs money though. So who who has who has more disposable income? Well, I mean, if you break it down, it, that the Corvette is going to be in the ballpark of like a Hellcat or you know the Mustangs or Camaros, the higher end ones. Dude, I think it's going to be in that field now, rather than like the older, you know, demographic of like a quote unquote Corvette New Balance, uh, dude. Well, that's what they keep. That's what they kept saying that with each new generation. Like, you didn't feel like the last generation was like that. I thought I saw a lot of younger dudes modding that car. I think you're just older. Yeah. I'm I'm in that crowd. I don't fucking golf. I suck at golf. Yet. Yet. I suck at golf. You got a golf shirt on, bro. I know, man. I got to be professional. (laughs) I got to be repping. But I want that car. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got so much potential. I don't, like, I don't. So many times they come out with something that's got a lot of potential and the quality isn't there. Yeah. Or like, it'll be a stupid thing that they didn't do that stops them from being the, the long-term it car. Yeah. We still got some time too, because that car isn't going to come out till, if I'm not mistaken, like in uh, 2021. Oh really? Yeah. Like there's going to be a few different waves of it, but for it to be, you'll be able to go to the dealership and get it. I don't think it's going to be till at least later in the year. Yeah, because they sold out all the 2020 pre-orders. Oh, did they? That's what I heard. Mm. So. When I saw that scene, that shit was fucking sick, man. I don't know if that was the exact, like, production car 
or if that was still on the like um what a prototype car <clears throat> but like, i yeah, like yeah. it pre-production yeah pre-production i'm in the uh i mean you guys were kind of over there anyway where, where that booth was mm-hmm. yeah I, I didn't spend a lot of time over there yeah <laughs> this is chevrolet area yeah yeah so you're a diehard in this shit huh anything are you like honda pro jason addicted to it um pretty close yeah pretty close uh he's he's got his own thing so he has he goes about it a certain yeah. way because i know brian's pretty dedicated into it like oh yeah, yeah all yeah. the different makes and models and like variations dude i used to know so much more really back before uh you know like in the form i i was a mod on, on one of the forums oh really i was, on the mod, I was a mod on uh, jdm universe oh, okay so like as soon as i found out about jdm engine swaps that's i looked around like i was on different forums but i found that one and i became a mod on there and, mm-hmm. like i i used to be able to tell you like the little differences between all the different b16s and b18s and H22, H23, like all what about textures stuff? of like cup holders and stuff? Can you, <coughs> oh, a '97 Odyssey. Can you tell me that? Oh man, that's. <laughs> let's see, like a '97. Let's see. I never got into none of that stuff, dude. <laughs> uh, even as far as it goes with Hondas, like I love Hondas, but this EG is my number one, dude. Like if there's if I go to a show, I'm checking out other cars. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. But if there's an EG. I'm hooked on that one. Dude, I'm so, I'm so bad with the Honda. Like, pretty much, I want any Honda. Like, if if I had unlimited money, yeah, I'd have multiples of pretty much every Honda. Really? Like, except for, like, a, a the original Passport, yeah. which was a Isuzu. Yeah. <laughs> like, or, like, the with the, the big Acura that was, I forget who, I think it was another Isuzu that they kind of did the deal with to kind of put, you know, dip their toe into the yeah. SUV market, but... Pretty much anything, because because I know that there's so much thought that goes into something that's going to be functional. Yeah, you know, like it's going to work, especially when you start getting in modifying cars. You do a lot of stupid shit. Yeah, but I could still drive it to work. Yeah, you know. What's your thoughts on the Type R? It's sick. Really? Oh, I never spent any time with it. I have. I have not driven one yet. Mm. Brian had one. He got it right when it came out. He did the mounts. He pulled out the engine right away. He did, you know, because you know, he's got to mock up all this stuff. And he had it. He was going to let me drive it. And then uh, I went to Carter's wedding. Mm-hmm. You know, Carter, his son. Yeah, Carter. yeah, yeah. And he was going to let me drive it that weekend. And they said, oh, I forgot. I let, I let it to them for the, for the, for the weekend. <laughs> oh, damn it. That was my chance. Yeah, I am. Um... I was hanging out with HPJ one year. I forget where we were even at. Um, Boston. We were in Boston. And um, we had a flight. His flight was early in the morning. Mine was as well. And it was kind of like, well, why are we even going to go to sleep? Let's just hang out and then we'll go to the airport. And that was like a terrible idea because it sounded good. But then come like three in the morning, you're like, oh, I feel like shit. Yeah. Was he feeling like shit? No. he kind of goes 24-7. He's not a human. HPJ is not a human, so he's uh, he's like you know the Terminator, where you could just turn into like liquid metal. Like that dude, he'll just go forever. Well, yeah, they were like, all right, you can have hair, or you can have endless energy and enthusiasm. He's like, I'll take the endless energy. He's got the shiniest head and the most energy ever, dude. So yeah, we were I remember just... when right right before he started popping, 
They saw him out at SEMA. Oh, really? Yeah. Before he was like in the, the like cool media. Kids. Yeah. He wasn't in the know. He was he was in the know, but he was close. Everybody to else know. didn't really like know him. Before. Yeah. So what's up with the? So what well, we he had his car in Boston. And we just went driving around for like hours and checking out stuff. We went to like the stadium and was it yellow? Took pictures. Yeah, it was already. It was uh, so yeah. It was... I forget what year it was. I don't know. All the shit fucking blends together. But anyways, we were driving in the car. And I was like, damn, this is pretty cool, man. I liked it. I like everything that he did with that car. Mm-hmm. The color change, the dry roof carbon, and all that shit. The wheels. It's, it's it was fun. Well thought out. Yeah, it was. It was really cool. Like a lot of people will knock him for not being like. A tuner, yeah, because you know he came at it from the whole different way than a lot of us did, yeah. And but the modification was that I think legit. it came out cool, definitely. I like it. Um, if it were me, I would just dive a little more into the engine bay. But I mean, I could have a car that looks like a complete piece of shit on the outside, but you pop that hood and it's spotless. That's that's where my eyes go to. Oh yeah, all, all your cars look like shit. <laughs> that piece of shit BMW. <laughs> The right hand drive, all that garbage. Man, I fucking <laughs> love that BMW, dude. I, I've seen oh, it. It's so fun, man. That car just made me fall in love with BMWs. See, I wish I have an appreciation for other cars, but I just don't feel them. Yeah. Like, I like all the old JDM cars, like, you know, like the Skylines, the RX7s, yeah. like, stuff like that. I I feel, and I even like, like the, the current GTR. Like that thing's sick. Yeah. I, I drove one on uh, like track day. Oh, like, really? Go laps like yeah. at Exotics Racing. Yeah. And it's sick and it's awesome. But I just don't feel it. Yeah. And I wish I could because I could relate to a lot more people about it stuff. Like I, I relate to the passion behind people, what people feel. Yeah. But then I don't see like, I don't see a, a Lambo and be like, Oh, that's the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, I know it's sick, but I kind of like that slow-ass 1990 NSX with, you know, 250 horsepower (laughs) with the auto box. I'd kind of take that. Or, you know, if you gave that to me, I would take it. I would buy a shitload of these. Like, yeah. I know, I'm, I'm bad like that with Hondas. I just... I mean, Hondas. a lot of Honda guys are, you know, and it's when I was in... Before Hondas, I was into... Still am into muscle cars, muscle cars and it was the same thing. If you're like... If you're a Chevy guy, that's all you like. If you're a Ford guy, that's all you like. You know, and with me, I just like whatever I like. You know, fucking Apple Jacks and shit. You know, this is... Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I like whatever car that just feels fun to me. Mm-hmm. You know, well, a car that I've been wanting to get is like an S13, S14, fix that shit up. Um, I think it's a... Case swap it. Yeah, I would, definitely. Just because I know I have a lot more experience with that motor. I know a guy. Do they have a kit for it? Um, Not yet, but... I think when I talked to him, he was working on something. Brian's got a lot of things in the works. Like a lot of... of You heard it here first, guys. S14, K-Series... I'm just kidding. It's coming out. It's $7.99 for the complete kit. Oh, you're going to have to use the, this BMW Getrag. Uh, We're going to have to force them to do it, bro. So, uh, no. Hasport S14 K swap mount kit coming soon. And then maybe I'd be more into uh, the S. If, S Jazz. if it was. I, you know what? This is so weird. I, I really was big into drift for like mid 2000s. So like oh, really? 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Like when we go out to Formula Drift. 
events and, yeah. and stuff like that. And I even sort of know Jared Dianda because mm-hmm. he, he lives in Gilbert. I met him out in Vegas, and then we did stories with him when I at uh, the TV station in, in Phoenix. Really? And uh, I'd see him randomly at SEMA. I'd like, what's up? That's dope. But, um, but yeah, like an S-series or like a FCRX7 with an LS swap is just total boner kill. But if I see it with like a really? K-swap, it, it, it makes no sense because performance-wise, it's it's a killer setup. Mm-hmm. But for some reason... You were never into muscle cars? No. Got you. Because that's what... That's I mean, what unless you count, like, the General Lee. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... But, you know, like, no, it was either race cars or, like, Lamborghinis. Yeah. Yeah, if it were me, if I was to build a car right now, it would be an S14 with the Rocket Bunny Boss Kit, the one with the rear bumper <clears> delete. <throat> Um, K-Swap, Passport Mount, Rywire Harness, Downstar Everything, Shave and Tuck the Bay. I know if I if I gave that bay a look and then, you know, threw some ideas around with Ryan and Just RC. Just think about the amount of space on that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We'll, we'll kill it's it. a wrap, son. It'll be a wrap, for real. We'll, we'll kill it. But, I mean, with that, is is it takes time. And, you know, time is the only thing that I don't have like abundance of dude mm-hmm. like i have other shit that i have to do i don't like to be i, I don't i don't live that life anymore you're a family I'm, man yeah dude i'm not wrenching all night till 1 a.m trying to do shit you know and that's why that project is still chilling right there i mean that's that's when that's when i have to do my stuff with with the kids like when i got i put the coilovers on uh project dadmobile yeah it was a week of as much work as I could do between like nine o'clock and three thirty. Yeah, and then you know get a couple hours of sleep, <coughs> and then try to figure out my day. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, and I I don't want it to seem like I don't have any time because I do have a lot of time, and if I wanted to, I can delegate more time to something. But with that comes like other stresses that I kind of don't want to deal with either oh, for sure. of of building a car, you know. Um, making sure even especially when you put like a um, a due date on something or a release date or a show that you're trying to make it to I'm not trying to do that shit anymore I was just trying to make it to work the next day <laughs> yeah I'm at Walmart at you know 4.30 in the morning looking for a certain Allen key yeah <laughs> like, y'all don't have this so you moved to to Phoenix yeah, moved to Phoenix. How did you end up linking up with Brian from Hasport? Um, um, like I said, my me and my friend Sean, you know, we work on our cars and stuff, and we just start talking about, oh, well, if we had a thing, we'd, we'd call, it, call it Nacho Speed Garage. Mm-hmm. Like nachos. <laughs> we like Taco Tuesdays. We like all that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we just started talking about that, and one day he saw a post Brian made on ACHT. Gotcha. That was pretty popping, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was we would always that. go like there, like you know, like RC was on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, you know uh, what's um, Jose uh, the CRX. He was like all the CRX parts. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people think that him and uh, RC are related because they both have the same last name. Jose, I'm not sure if I know. He's got a white Type R now. He's also has 
he had like the regos on it at uh, that Ibach meet when they debuted that they were coming back. Got you. Um, yeah, and Sean saw a post on AZHT, and Brian was looking to do some some car videos. Like that's what we do. We do. We me and Sean both work at the TV station. Okay. So you know, do car videos, of course. So we, you know, we he messages them, go meet up at it was Denny's by Hasport. Mm-hmm. Like we're sitting there waiting. We go on our our dinner break from work. And uh, rolls the the yellow CRX with the the supercharged K twenty four hanging out of the hood, big ass wing. Look at Sean. I was like, oh, I think that's him. <laughs> yeah, we just talked like instantly clicked and vibed. Like he's he's about doing stuff. Yeah, and then so are we. So we hooked up there and we started doing Nacho Speed Garage. Now, what year was this? End of two thousand ten. Okay, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I think. I don't know, it kind of blends together. It's yeah. 2010 and 2011. And uh, we started doing stuff. And, and we were shooting it more like, back then, more like an actual TV show. Mm-hmm. So we would do like a couple different segments and then upload whatever, a 20-minute video to YouTube. So it got bogged down a lot in production. Because... Mm. <coughs> <clears throat> you know, we do the project, be working on the project, and then make that into a, one part of one part of video, instead of like now with Feedback Academy, where you know each, you know, part that we can make some progress, and we can turn the video out. We'll we'll put it out, mm-hmm. so we can get people. You know, more content the better. The the want for for stuff, especially like the case swap stuff, is insane. Yeah. So, you know, we started doing those videos, and it really wasn't doing that much. We spent so much time on that. And we even added, like, a upstairs at the TV station, there was, uh, like, a small production studio, kind of, like, with a green screen and lights set up. And we would go in there after our shift at whatever <coughs> and work at, like, 12.30 to, to 3.30 in the morning, and we would shoot news briefs. Mm-hmm. About you know random Honda stuff, mm. just to get more stuff because all the the real stuff that we were wanted to be putting out was just taking so long, mm-hmm. and then that kind of died down. Me and <clears throat> me and Brian kind of kept it going a little bit, and Sean kind of got busy with other stuff, and then um, oh, then Honda tuning died. Mm. So I, I called Brian. He's like, "You see this?" He's like, "What? We we should uh, we should try to move in kind of to that role for the community." What yeah. Honda Tuning was with with our video show, and then we we hooked up with uh, Aaron Bonk. You know, he wrote like the case swap books. Yeah, and, and he was a big uh, freelancer for Honda Tuning. He was the editor for a while, right? For Honda Tuning. <coughs> I think so. Yeah. I think he was before uh, before Matt. Yeah, I was working, um, or he was working at Skunk 2 mm-hmm. when I first started coming up because I ended up getting sponsored by Skunk 2. Yeah, you were in that through, couch video. Yeah, through Aaron. Um, I'm pretty sure that he was the connect that got me the sponsorship. Went over there, did a whole video. Uh, the car was like 
everything's come to. And, uh, Where you just don't do certified? Yeah. I have my plaque still. It's one of the gold ones. It's probably like number like five or something. You need to get a fat chain and just put it on there. <laughs> I'm trying to get fucking Dave on here, man. Oh. Yeah. Oh, get him to call him all up here? Uh, well, I mean, you're, I'll go you're down. you like, I'll go to your place. I'll go yeah. there. I know you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to get him on here because Dave's crazy, man. He has a lot of stories and he, he's <laughs> not afraid to share them, dude. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've hung out with him in uh, at SEMA. Yeah. One of our craziest nights was was uh, was a skunk two night. <laughs> Let, let's hear about some uh, crazy seamless stories. It doesn't have to be that one, but uh, what what comes to mind? Uh, well, really, the crate, the first crazy thing that it just blew my mind that this Honda shit got us to where we are. And, and, you know, I'm not anybody like I'm just doing some Honda videos. It was. I think it was the, f it might have been like the first time that Honda Pro Jason was Honda Pro Jason. Yeah. <coughs> like, like corporate Honda was like full on with him. Like he had a spot in the booth the first time we went there, like to do meetings and mm -hmm. stuff, but it, it, they weren't like about about it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it was him or maybe we got him through, uh, through Matt. Mm -hmm. We got the, we got into the Honda party, mm -hmm. and we had the the unlimited drinks. The wristband. Oh, I, we tried to get, I tried to get you drinks, and you're like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I tried to get a uh, dude. Yes, yeah, I'll stick a Red Bull. Are you trying sure? to get Frank the Tank out? Yeah, I was trying to get everybody. Out. I was like, dude, we, this is like a superpower. I, it's nothing for me to hook that somebody up with the Honda party. Yeah, yeah. At Tao. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. It was the, the Tao one. I mean, actually, it was there for a couple of years. Um, but yeah, like everybody. And then we were in like the booth, like our like the VIP section. Like it got us into over there, and you know we come out and try to hook people up with drinks because you can go from bar to bar, yeah, just unlimited drinks, and just hand them out to people. And then we go back to the booth, and we have the bottle of uh, Grey Goose. <laughs> we were pouring our own drinks. Like it was. Like the 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 server, she wouldn't come around quickly enough for the amount that we're <laughs> drinking. No way. <laughs> wow. And this was I think might have still been Nacho Speed Garage mm -hmm. too. And so, uh, so yeah, and then they're like, say so for a lot of these parties they stock the pond, so they bring in local models. Yeah, I remember if it's this party. Um, or this year they brought like a hundred girls I they just came we walk. didn't even get invited to this year's no no i mean like oh the one you're the talking one about that yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah yeah all right it was a honda party and it was at Tao. and i remember seeing like literally like a hundred girls come walking in the whole they were just walking in yeah like, they just kind of like line the vip yeah with i don't know where they go probably from unlv yeah <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you want to hang out to free drinks? Uh, here's 200 bucks or whatever. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, we we ended up taking the bottle from the booth next to us. It was like some, I don't know what company they were with, but they were older and they were richer. Yeah. And they, obviously they were richer because they were still talking to the talent. Yeah. Like, we were married. Actually, no, I wasn't married yet. Yeah. But, you know, we're there for cars and 
free drinks. Yeah. And we ended up taking their pot. They didn't even notice. Really? They killed that pot. They killed all these bottles of goose. And then we ended up walking from there all the way down to the Formula Drift Party. Where was that at? All the way at the other end of the strip. Oh, shit. It was cold as shit. And Brian's like, you were talking a mile a minute. And like the whole time, like doing these. They're just like, you know what, man? I fucking love this Honda shit, man. Like, yeah. Like, I was like, you know what? I would do, th- I'd do this for free. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah. My son got a paycheck yet. So <laughs> Brian said, oh, okay. But you know what, though? Brian, you know, it's he's he's a real one. Yeah, he is. Like, and, you know, it's so funny. Like, when we hooked up, it was just like instant. Like, yeah. I may as well have known him for like the last fifteen years. He's a rare one for sure, man. He's an OG. Yeah, and plus he's he's so bad at encouraging like pretty much any idea you come up with, unless it's total horrible idea. Right. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Are you sure? Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Can we do a case swap mounts for S fourteen? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. A couple of times, and after every time, it's like, "What next year? We're not going to go to these things." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's so much like because a lot of these people you don't even see all year round. Yeah, you know, especially I'm not even in the industry. I work TV news. Yeah, like so, I don't get to see everybody. I don't get to go to every show. I don't get to go to all the track events like I want to. Yeah, because I'm going to go do bullshit work. Like yeah, so. Yeah, so once you get out there, and especially when you hook up with certain people that got the hookup, yeah, and you know you're you're coming back to the hotel room at seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah, man, Sima's the shit. Dude. And we don't even we didn't even make it to the to uh, Pepper Mill for breakfast. <laughs> it was straight from the club. No way, smelling <laughs> like alcohol and shit. <laughs> One time we went to. Um, I think it was Dre's, and it was industry party. I forget who it was, but um, one of my buddies was worked at Snap On. Well, one of my buddy's buddies worked at Snap On. So when the old dudes from Snap On left at like ten at night or eleven or whatever, my buddy's like, "Hey, come to the booth." They they left us, so we go oh. there. There's still mad alcohol and shit. And I don't drink, but I'm just like, dude. Now we have a section. We're chilling. And then I invite some of my boys over. Um, guys from H Day, mm-hmm. you know, Eat Sleep Race, and we're, we're chilling right there. And we have a pretty nice section. And then uh, there's champagne. <laughs> and we're just like, hey, is anybody going to drink this champagne? Because it's free. Like, no. So we fucking <laughs> start shaking it up and spraying it and shit. You're on the Formula One podium, like, <laughs> that shit was so fun, dude. I was, uh, it was me and uh, Brian from Eat to the Price, dude, and we're just fucking. Did you get it on video? No. Oh, that is so sick. I like, know, in the man. background of the club and there's the bottles. After that, they told us, hey, don't do that again. So we're like, okay. And then we just waited a little while and we did it again. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say, yeah, we did yeah. it again. What the fuck are they gonna do, dude? Just kick us out. All right. It's all right. I had, no, I had no money in this anyway. <laughs> I'm ready to go to bed anyway. That's that's like that's why I was handing out as many free drinks as I could. <laughs> yeah. Whoever I knew, like, oh, I saw you on uh, Instagram or Facebook or yeah. YouTube. You're you're a Honda, right? Yeah. You like? Do you want some? Go get them drinks. Yeah. They didn't cost me anything. And it's if they kicked me out, then already I had a great time. 
Just I love the sound there. shit. It's like networking heaven, you know. Make yeah. so many connections over there. <laughs> so many people blow smoke up your ass. Though. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah, we can work with you. That, one time I got invited to a, a special dinner mm-hmm. and disinvited to the special dinner in like two sentences. No way. Oh yeah, you and Brian were gonna do this thing. I was like, well, well, Brian went home. Okay, yeah, I'll let you know where the spot is. And that's it. <laughs> oh, oh man, I'm I'm still on all the same same places you communicate with me outside of SEMA. Yeah. You, you, oh, somehow you forgot to tell me, huh? That's how it goes, bro. Especially at <laughs> home. Especially <laughs> making plans at SEMA, dude. Everybody has something going on. Oh yeah. I always like like this last year I took all the podcast stuff and I'm just like, oh, we're gonna get so many podcasts. I'm like, nobody wants a fucking podcast here. Everybody's out partying. Dude, I podcast in Vegas. Yeah. Well, well you know, I'm a dude. Then I'll go out too. But yeah. like, if I can, like, you don't always get invited to the cool guy parties. Yeah. At least I don't. You probably do. But like, oh, Frank. I mean, I'll just be there, dog. I'm, I'll make my way in anyway. Dude. I'll figure it out. The H day. That show was sick, so huh? Sick. It was good, man. Shout out to those guys. Um, if anybody listening, if you guys aren't familiar, they had like a pop up meet. Um, Taco I Tuesday. Think, yeah, it was Taco Tuesday. I forget what the hotel was. Silver Line, something like that. Um, Silver, some shit. It was off the strip. Well, like at the beginning of the strip. Yeah, yeah, it was just a little bit south. Yeah, but it was uh, it was dope, man. I mean, they always throw a good event. You know, they had the tents out there. They had a DJ. They were giving away free stuff, and it was sick. I had a great time. And I hope they turn that into a tradition for sure. Dude, Javier killed it. Yeah, he did. Great, great job. Dude, he's so cool. Yeah, I love him, man. Every time, even like even if he doesn't know you, he'll, he'll dap you up. He'll smile, ask you how you're doing. Like he's real. He's an OG. And uh, that's one good thing that we brought the podcast equipment this past scene because we got to sit down with Javier. I listened to that one. Yeah. Um, the only thing is I wish it was longer. And hopefully this year we could get a follow-up episode because there's a lot of stuff that we didn't get to dig into. But he's a triple OG, dude. Yeah. You know, you know what? Every time you have – I try to listen to the podcast, you know, when I when I can. It's got to – before it was going to YouTube, it had to be a thing. Every time it's a Honda dude. Mm-hmm. I see it. It's like automatic click. So, you know, I, I listened to that one for yeah, sure. Yeah, hell yeah, man. I, you know, I listened to some of your other ones too. But that's automatic. I'm, I'm so touchable. I'm a bad Honda guy. Yeah, definitely, man. And I know how it is because, like, even with the Joe Rogan podcast, I don't listen to them all. Because there's only ones that maybe it'll stick out. Like, oh, maybe I'll watch that one because it's one of his buddies and I know it's going to be funny or this is someone I've been wanting to hear, but there's a lot of other podcasts that I listen to as well. So I'll just be switching around and see which ones. But yeah, now that it's on YouTube though, it's, it's way easier. So, you know, I've listened to a lot more of your stuff that maybe, it, maybe it's like a local Oxnard person yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <coughs> that I didn't know before or, or whatever now that it's there and I can listen to yeah. it while I'm at work right because you know a lot of the stuff uh, well where I where I work now it's you have to sit in the newsroom mm-hmm. instead of like an edit bay where you, you have your speakers you have to wear headphones the whole time so that's that's how I can listen to it all day yeah and, and we wanted to do videos forever do but it was just to upload them mm-hmm. um, the internet here is is ridiculously slow because 
um, it's like AT&T and, and Spectrum hasn't come over here and they need you to like three people to sign up to be able to, you know, get all the, the places with Spectrum or whatever. So we're still dealing with that bullshit. Just take it down to Calabasas and use the, the Wi-Fi <laughs> at the Barnes & Noble. Yeah, right? I need to get a stronger <laughs> Wi-Fi or something, dude. But um, so at my home, I, I was fed up with it. So I at home, it was faster. Uh-huh. But still, it would take me like five hours to upload a podcast because they're like, Two plus hours, you know, you're talking like eight, ten gigs to upload well, what, to YouTube. What do you, what do you export? I, you know, I could probably. Mm. Let me show you after show you this. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm probably doing it the wrong way, saving the file the wrong way. Well, not, not the wrong way, but you, there, there might be another way to get it to, to the file a little it. bit smaller. Yeah. Either way, now since I got faster internet, um, it takes probably like an hour. Mm-hmm. hour and a half to upload and i'm good with that mm-hmm. you know I, I if i get into a routine into a schedule into like like a groove mm-hmm. it's easy like yeah, say yeah. last night right so last night it was probably about 10 o'clock at night i needed the pod to be up to not today at 6 a.m mm-hmm. so what i'm doing now is is editing the whole entire thing so i put the video intro outro so it's all like a youtube video and then I save the audio and then I'll save the video. So I'll save the audio. And as soon as the audio is done, then I'll start uploading that to SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Then I'll start saving the YouTube video. Go chill for like a half hour, come back. Oh, the video is done. And then I'll upload that to YouTube and then I'll just leave it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm copying whatever we wrote for SoundCloud, putting that to YouTube. So dude, make your thumbnails. Bro, it's like an hour, if that, to get the video up and to get the like everything edited and the commercials and shit. So uh, we're in a pretty good space right now and I'm, I'm super excited for it because it's like moving moving really well now. So, um, but I just didn't think that there would be that much value in the YouTube video. But then I guess coming from your spot. That's like the second largest search engine. It's like second most used search engine yeah. on the internet is YouTube. Yeah. And I've, I've always wanted to get on YouTube and be able to have, like, a popping channel. And then I'm just thinking, like, well, I don't have no time. You got some cool shit on there, though. Yeah, I try, man. I, I like try. the stuff you did with the, what's his name, Ray Hand Drive, Kevin? Is that it? Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, the, the documentary? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was dope. Um, that was in 2016. Early 2016. Um, that was before the shop. Oh, so okay. while that, that was being filmed we were uh, still working out of home. Mm-hmm. So I wanted it to make it look like it wasn't that, mm-hmm. you know, but it was... Um, it, it looks sick. Yeah, I think that there's definitely time for another documentary pretty soon, man. But a, lo- a lot has changed since then, you know. But, I mean, since we have the YouTube channel, we have two podcasts a week. Each podcast is over an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to help the YouTube channel grow a lot because you're... The, the people watching, yeah, consistency, and they're going to watch for longer rather than if it was just a vlog or something mm-hmm. like that. If we can get somebody to watch the podcast for like maybe an hour, you know. Plus, you just got to get uh, your tag and your descriptions popping. Yeah. So you'll show up in people that would want to see it. Yeah. You know? I'm still trying to figure that stuff out. It's, it's a tough code to crack. Yeah. Because some stuff that we do that's that I think is awesome, like... For sure, gonna smash, be like twenty five hundred views. Yeah, something random that took half a day to do, and we threw up whatever hundred thousand. Like yeah, 
I just know from these young YouTubers that all it is is just consistency. And that's kind of where our strong point is, you know, knowing knowing how to, to take it to that level and just keep feeding it and feeding it and feeding it. Well, plus you, I don't know, it's, it's really good for you because you have, I don't know, like a lot of those vlogger, vlogger style stuff, <coughs> some of it is super popular, but it doesn't have any value. Yeah. You know, so they're getting paid. That's great value for them. It's sick. I wish I could get paid off of, you know, yeah. doing stuff and just hanging out yeah, and just be able to do whatever I want. But I think, I think what you're building, it is a slow build. So it's cool to have, I mean, it's perfectly fine to have, you know, this many views for this many times and this many episodes gets this many, you know, like, it's going to have value for people. It's going to turn into something where these old episodes are going to start blowing up because people are just going to look at our backlog and say like, oh shit, Joey Lee was on here, you know? Who? <laughs> I'm just, they're going to go back and watch that video, you know? And then it's going to get to that point. I watched it. And yeah, that was a dope ass one, dude. That's still number one episode. Really? Yeah. It's like the streams itself is like maybe 2,500 or something. And then under that is uh, Mickey from Throttle. Mm -hmm. And then Luke from Four Piston. That was a fucking... That was a smash right off the bat, but you know those racer dudes—they're they're dedicated, bro. So and plus, you know, just having that in the in the title for piston, people are looking for that shit. Like, yeah, gonna be like, you know, they saw, you know, what's his name just smashed on whatever World Cup finals with the four piston engine. Mm -hmm. They want to look. That's the kind of stuff that that are really good eyes. And yeah, so it's gonna be dope, man. You know, um, I'm not really looking at it as far as like making money from it because i know it's just going to be a slow cook mm -hmm. so right now all i know is i just got to keep feeding it and feeding it and feeding it and one day plus the money that you make it from it probably isn't directly from it that's yeah that's my plan is to add more stuff to the merch you know things like that and and just grow it in that way and, and plus i think it shows so much of like what you're about and what you are downstar. So like people get into who you are and that kind of like that mindset thing. That's gonna sell downstar. Yeah. It's not it doesn't have to be directly I got this many views on this this podcast on uh, YouTube on this podcast, now I can go get this sponsorship or whatever. Yeah. You know, it just takes it doesn't matter if it's you know, two hundred and fifty people or two hundred and fifty thousand, as long as it's the right two hundred and fifty people watching. Yeah. And then we're always advertising Downstar on here, so if we can get people to do it, I love out. that. I love that commercial. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna ask you to, to do a commercial for uh, Midnight Oil, dude. I would love to, man. If uh, I have, I need you to bring out that character and just and and and, and I'll, I'll just put it because I'm gonna start turning the Midnight Oils into the podcast. Mm -hmm. Like what, Right now we were at our max on, on SoundCloud on our free account. We're gonna gotcha. go to the paid. Yeah. And we're gonna start it's just a lot of stuff for me to edit. Yeah. So we're gonna do that. It'd be so sick. I got um Mark McKenzie from uh on the street garage. Mm -hmm. You know, he plays guitar. Mm hmm He's fucking sick. Mm hmm Um he did a couple guitar licks. I made like an intro for his his podcast with with random sounds sampled from different things and and mark playing guitar so i i would it would be so sick just drop in 
an if I had or whatever. To, yeah, from, if, if you were able to paint a vision for me, like when I recorded that, I just locked myself in here and I was just saying random shit. <laughs> and then I just cut it up and then you know, just started layering shit and it just came out perfect. Dude, because it, it's, <clears throat> it's fun. Yeah, I love it. Especially audio. You know, audio, you, people don't understand, but you can tweak it however the fuck you want to tweak it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know if you ever heard that one that I did for um, Bolt Friday when it was coming up. For and, 2019? Uh, for 2019. where yeah. Of course I heard it. <laughs> it sounded like the helicopter. <laughs> Shit was legit. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So they, this could be like a spinoff of your podcast. You start doing podcast commercials for other podcasts. Yeah, put me on Fiverr or something. Boom. Dude. I'll spend five bucks on that. I need to... Uh, Got change for a 20? <laughs> Just kidding. Got 20 bucks. I need to do... Um, I need to do visual commercial, though. For, for, for YouTube. YouTube. Because right now, I'm just using the audio from that commercial and just having the Downstar logo, mm. you know, just right there as it's playing. But I think if I... W- I, I know I would be able to film a commercial and the audio would sound good and the video... Mm-hmm. look good but i just need to get that like motivation you know that idea in my head and once i get the idea boom click it like uh did you ever see the one the commercial that we did for bolt friday like 2017 where it was um was it the retro one yeah the retro yeah, one yeah, yeah. with the step by step dude i love doing shit like that it's so fun bro just when that vision becomes no way reality. no way you're creative <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't picture that. It's it's there, but sometimes I gotta just grab it by the horns, dude. It's hard to it's hard to just make it vision come out. You know, I see it in my head and mm-hmm. to just to make it happen it's it's two different things. So when everything comes together and everything aligns together, it's it's perfect, bro. I love it. That's like that's like success to me. Yeah, you know? Yeah. I love doing it, man. And, so I love doing this podcast. I, I didn't even know that there was nothing on the screen because it's playing in my in my browser while I, I'm editing. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I didn't even know that you threw the logo up. I mean, to do that one, I would. I think that I would like. It would be hard to put visuals to it just because it, it wouldn't match up. Like I feel if I, I did another commercial, it would have to be like with visuals and audio mm-hmm. in mind because I don't know how I would put visuals to that. I, it hasn't clicked to me yet. Plus, I want to try something new. Yeah, yeah. Too. Well, go figure. Yeah. <laughs> new, new kind of commercial. No, that'd be sick. Yeah, I'm excited for it, dude. But the, the YouTube part of it, that was something that I wanted to do all of 2019. And come 2020, I was like, dude, let's just do this, bro. Yeah, don't the, the gear, don't overthink it. Just do it. Just do it. Because it's, it's good. good. It's good. I, I get value from it. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. What's an episode that you listen to that really sticks out? Um, uh, the Javier one was really good. Yeah, that one's awesome. Uh, and plus, I mean, it just showed growth. Yeah, and, and maturity, mm-hmm. and a lot of people look at Honda guys and they don't realize grown ass people, man. Yeah, we do real things, and just because you know they see you know a hatchback from the nineties and think it's a it's a piece of shit. Yeah. But yeah, that that one stands out to me. Um, uh, man, put me on the spot. Sorry, <laughs> you're sorry. 
Yeah. Making this all about me. This is your podcast, no, no, I, dude. no. Like the ones that the ones that's, that is our pocket. We're creating this together. This is. So uh, no, the other ones stands uh, like more recent ones stand out to me just because it's fresh in my brain. Yeah. Like the one you did with Ryan in, in Japan? Japan. That shit was sick, dude. Yeah, I'm sure it was a pain in the ass to bring the stuff over. It was. It wasn't super bad. Um, plus, I knew that like Ryan would be down. Like he's a natural, bro. That's the third time that he's been on the pod, and it just flows so well. Like I wish that he was closer, so he and I could have our own podcast, and we could do like a weekly thing, you know, structure, uh-huh. talk about this, this, and that, or whatever every week. You know, um, I think that that would be really cool. Ryan's fucking amazing at it. Yeah, um, but um, that episode, dude. So we 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 recorded that and edited it and uploaded it. <coughs> probably like an hour before it needed to be up because of the time difference mm-hmm. and stuff so we did and after that we finished and we went to go eat and um later that night it was like three o'clock in the morning japan time there was a 5.0 earthquake dude and i just wake up i'm like what the fuck and ryan's like dude it's an earthquake and it was a legit like california filling earthquake bro so oh, what did you do? You just roll over and go back to sleep? Yeah, I was a little like, tired, bro. I was like, fucking dude. Like, we stayed up. I don't think this is falling down anytime soon. Yeah. It didn't feel super violent. It was just like, it, it was there, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> that that didn't make it into the podcast. You get a you got a real JDM experience. I did. You got the, you got the earthquake. Yeah. yeah. And I was super close to getting the fucking coronavirus, too, because that was when that shit just started popping off. I was right there, bro. Oh man, that's that's far away. That's China. No, no that should Wuhan. flow. That should get float over, man. We were <laughs> too close for comfort, and I did end up getting sick too. But that was like in the beginning of this year. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got the slow cook Corona. I got the Corona. <laughs> you made it past the two week. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm past right? the I'm past the threshold. I'm good. We think unless the virus is mutated. Hey, that shit's crazy, bro. Those numbers that they're giving right now are bullshit. You, think, you think that I have not seen all a whole bunch so of stuff. So what do you like know? That. Give it give us some well some behind the scenes. A lot numbers. of people think that the numbers we're getting aren't aren't uh at least the numbers out of China aren't mm-hmm. legit. But even those numbers are, are kinda high. Kinda high now. Yeah. And, and if those aren't legit But like, like as far as us in California being or in the US being affected by it, yeah. It's so small. It's so small. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Yeah. Compared to the flu. We have more people. How many thousands of people die of the flu this year? Yeah. And we got how many people dead from the coronavirus? Well, when you US? put it all into perspective like that. And oh, that happens yeah, every year. Yeah. People be dying from that. Yeah. Like, but we were just kind of like, ha, ah, flu season, get your shot. Oh, this person died. Okay. Yeah. Oh. You know, one person has it in LA and one person has it in San Diego. So, that pandemic. Yeah, that happens all the time. Fucking swine flu, bird flu, fucking squirrel flu, whatever kind of flu it, that they that, have. But, you know, that's what people are talking about. But in China, that's a different story. In China, they're, maybe they're not allowed to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Shit's scary over there, man. Yeah, just... Sad, dude. Just make sure your iPhone's from a certain time beforehand mm-hmm. so you don't pick it up. Hello? <laughs> Just quarantine it, quarantine it. Just put it in rice. <laughs> put your phone in rice for a little while. It'd be good. But yeah, I mean, it's all jokes over here. But in, in China, some serious shit going on, bro. 
They're uh, they're still in fucking lockdown, man. Yeah, and that's I don't even so know. Scary. But the thing is, people gotten over it too. It's not like it's a death sentence. Yeah. So I mean, really, we don't even know everything about it. It's just twenty twenty. That's it. You know, beginning. This is how it's going now. So before it was like every month there would be something, right? We're in two or three things in a month. Because at the beginning, what was it? Iran? Yeah, right? well, well, the thing is that people's attention span, like, they're always looking for the next thing Yeah. to either talk about or worry about or get outraged about. And I don't know. The news, a lot of the time, it's just a reflection of people who are watching. You think so? That's your cop-out? No. <laughs> I don't even get to choose the story. I, I, don't, I just edit them. Yeah. But, you know, we show a lot of dumb stuff and a lot of stuff that's not even that big of a deal just because we had to fill time. Yeah. Or, you know, this many viewers asked about it or whatever, you know, or that's what's coming down from ABC National. Like, yeah. I think everybody's to blame, to be honest. <coughs> no, I got the coronavirus. <laughs> no, it's all good, bro. You'll live. Probably. You're Russian. It's all good. My girl was born in Belarus. <laughs> so you were born in Chicago? Uh, yeah. Right. Well, Cook County is in the suburb of Chicago. Gotcha. Do you ever go back? Um, Not that often because everybody, nobody I know still lives there. Like the family that I had there, we all live in different places now. The friends I had there, they all live all in different mm-hmm. places. So... Not so, as much as I'd like to, but man, it does feel good. It does have like a home feel to it when you go there. Does it? But so does so does Minneapolis. Well, I was only there for two years. Mm. Minneapolis is dope. We had really? a good group of friends, and there's always something to do there. Uh, Did you listen to Atmosphere? Uh, well, yeah, like in the 90s. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, mostly there. I was into like the... The pop punk scene. Gotcha. Um, and, you know, uh, Prince was Prince was still alive then, so he was a big deal over there. What is it, Lake Minnetonka or something? Lake shit? Minnetonka. <laughs> Cleanse yourself the healing waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> and then he made us pancakes! <laughs> that was the greatest fucking show ever, dude. Dude, I can watch any sketch from that right now and just still have So good, off. man. So good. I haven't seen it in so long. I hopefully it comes to like a streaming service. It's it's on ComedyCentral.com or this the Comedy Central app. You can watch it there for free. Really? I think it's I've I never paid for it. Oh shit. I don't know if I signed on with our cable or provider. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Dude, I don't know if they have all the sketches. I feel like I've watched. I even have them on DVD, but you know DVD is so fucking ancient. Rip that DVD and just throw it on wherever. My phone. Yeah. Put on YouTube. If you can find a DVD player. I got a VHS player right there. Oh, DVD. man. Oh, it does. That, that The little TV has... See, you got the Magnavox, Toshiba, <laughs> Memorex. I wish people in the podcast could see this shit, because this is, like, way more entertaining than, than this is. Yeah, it's, it's a sick setup. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, dude. I want to be like this when I grow up. <laughs> Get a VTech Academy... Hey, bro, this <laughs> shit really didn't even cost that much. 
you know it, it's just you have to have the vision and you have to know like okay well what can i do to make a a, a wall or whatever it's it's not that much well, well brian built his garage mahal at his house so we could shoot there yeah he's got a couple of different garages that has for where he can shoot i really hope that he takes the midnight oil to the next level you know having um you know, maybe even multiple cameras and things like that and having like a stage for it because the information that he's putting out is invaluable, bro. I it's think the so biggest thing for it is is the audio quality. Yeah. It's kind of hit and miss right now. And uh, I think we're going to we're gonna get that straight now. Dude, very, I, very soon. If you guys got a setup like this, bro, like it's, I'll show you how it's done after it's fucking simple, dude. This just records onto an SD card, mm -hmm. and it's just an audio file, and it's just different. It's a different file for each mic. Mm -hmm. So this session is going to have its own folder, and then it's going to have two files in it, which is each mic. But it has up to four mics that you can hook up to it. And uh, I mean, the audio, I, I think the audio is it's passable you know it's good um yeah you're sick with with me thank you with me what i want to do is is do more of the video stuff but i i can't justify more time to the podcast unless it starts being more of a business you know what i mean to be able to take time away from working more than i already do to mm -hmm. focus on editing and things like that but if i can do it knowing that i have a sponsor or that the, the youtube views are right there mm -hmm. you know then then that's going to be the time that that i kick it to the next level you know it's just, just stages of things just going through the motions man and i um i'm excited to see where it goes i, I think maybe this time next year we're going to be in a totally different situation well, I think also it, it just depends on your editing setup. You could do it all, shoot it all yourself, you know, just like just like we are now with, mm -hmm. with three cameras. And depending on what editing program, you can sync the clips all on, on the thing and you can say one, two, three at different times and just do it live. You watch it one time, do it live. Well, that's the thing. If I, if I can do that now, but then I'm going to have to sit down for a two-hour episode, cut it, 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 cut it. Okay, take this one, take this one, and make it one linear kind of no, thing. No, but you don't even, you, uh, depending on what editor you use, you don't even have to do a cut. It's, you just hit one, two, three. Okay. You're going to have to so, put me on to that. So whichever. I'm, I want to figure out the easiest way, most time-efficient time way to do a three-camera setup. I mean, the most, most efficient would, of course, be to do it live. Yeah, but then you have to have somebody. I have to have somebody yeah, here, yeah. somebody who's watching, paying attention. Uh -huh. My own Jamie. I would need to have my own Jamie, or, like I was saying. Or I'm like, or I'm like your mom's house. You gotta have your own, uh, uh, blue band, right? Because the original guy was red band. Red band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The second guy they called blue band. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. But then doing that, it's I have then, to have somebody who's down with the hustle. Uh huh. How fucking hard that is to find somebody to do that, especially like then I'm gonna have to start paying them. Then I'm gonna have to justify it as a real business, you know. Well, right well the thing is, you could either do time or you could do money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're definitely right. And if I, I have to try it out one day. 
you know, buy two other cameras. Well, maybe they aren't. You don't even have to buy them. You could you could use your you could use your iPhone with a, a lens even just set well, up a thing. The thing with that is that the like the iPhone and like a um like a like a Canon camera mm-hmm. or whatever they don't record long long form video. Like how how long do you? With the iPhone, I'm not sure. I think, you know, if I get a call or if I get a text or something. It's not disturbed. Yeah, I mean, I would rather just get two more of those cameras, call it a day. You know, have it set up. One's right there, one's right there. And then have all three video clips. Yeah, yeah. And then just try it out one day. Just like like a, just a test one. Mm-hmm. Try it out and see how long it actually takes me. Mm-hmm. And... um Cause you can even see with the audio too. When I'm talking, my audio is gonna be spiked, and when you're talking, yours is gonna be spiked. So I can kind of fast yeah, forward to that, cut it there, cut it there. But the the best way to be is if there's a third person in here switching at that time, and then once it's done, then you're good. Yeah, yeah. So, but I would love for this to turn into a second business where I can justify spending time like with an employee on it and doing it. Cause that would be dope, dude, to be able to give like the best presentation as possible. Mm-hmm. But as long as the conversations are good, man, well, we have a good platform right oh, here. Oh, for sure. And just build on top of it. For sure. So I wanted to get into something. Your, um, your accolades from uh, editing, from being a news editor. Uh-huh. Academy Award. Oh, no, I got a couple of Emmys. Emmys? Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that, dude. Oh, it's from a while ago, too, because depending on which kind of place you're working in, you do different kinds of work. Um, yeah. Well, it came in... My first one was in 2008, mm-hmm. and my last one was in 2012. So how does that even work? But, but the thing is... I did so much work on stuff that had won Emmys in the past in Phoenix, but you have to pay to submit. Because, mm. you know, or else people are like, oh, you got to pay for your award. No, not really. You got to pay to submit so you don't have everybody thinking they can enter all their shit in here and see what sticks because it's a lot of stuff to watch and got you and go through and judging. It's, there's a whole thing where you get sent out to um, a different market and then they have this whole set of rules, the stuff that criteria for that category and then for that thing that you kind of check off to see, you know, did it meet this? Did it meet this? Did it do this? How did, how well did it do this? And then they decide whether or not you have enough points to be got you to, to uh, earn that Emmy. And, you know, you could have multiple winners in the thing because you're not really competing against the other people in your category. Uh-huh. You're competing against a standard. Got you. Okay. So yeah. And, in Phoenix, dude, I was making eight fifty an hour. Mm-hmm. So I would go judge those for the free lunch. Wow! <laughs> they would go get pizza or whatever, and you know, you spend a couple of hours watching, you know, stuff from Tampa or or New York or Seattle or whatever, judging yeah. that year in the in whatever category you had. So that's that's kind of what that is. Yeah, it was cool. And like each region, the, it's broken up into regions. For, for, for news uh, broadcast. Yeah. So, you know, they have like, they have like a, a party and an award ceremony and whole thing where people wear tuxes and suit and ties. And, and you went to that? Um, yes, I went 
I think it went. To, I only went to one. I think because you also had to pay for the like. It's a whole thing, you know. Gotcha. But yeah, it was sick. One, like the first year I submitted, I got nominated. But you know, I was, I was all like, yeah, it's bullshit. If I didn't win, I just took my nomination, stuck it up in my edit bay with a thing through it, like yeah, where other people have theirs framed and and whatever. But yeah, the second year I submitted, we won. One, I think, one or two. I don't, I don't remember. Do you have a physical award? Yeah, I got two of them sitting on top of my refrigerator at home. What does it look like? Just like the ones on the the National Emmys. It's is got it, the, like the the horn or whatever. It no, is? it's got like what the round base. Anymore? Okay. And then it's got like this. I think it's got like this woman, and then she's got like these wings that kind of look like almost like Chargers, uh, the Chargers logo. Okay. And then it's holding like this sphere uh-huh. with these circles in it. They have balls on it no way and it says your name on it oh yeah yeah and it says emmy yeah yeah so emmy award winning yeah you, you know how much that extra pay that gets you what <laughs> jack shit hey it's good for the title of the no, podcast no, though yeah 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 emmy award winning video editor but no that's yeah, cool though it, it's a cool experience to have um especially during that during that time other stations were mopping them up because their the corporation that owns them would pay for all their submissions. Mm. So you'd go see the, the, the same people keep winning over and over and over again. We had to pay for ours out of our own pocket. Got you. So what does that run? Um. Well, you pay to be a member, mm-hmm. and that's a yearly fee. I forget how much that was. I think it was only like fifty or eighty bucks, ninety bucks. Okay. And then to submit was to bit if you weren't a member, it was like one hundred fifty. But if you were, it was like. 120 something like that so you know for a couple years i i just joined and a few hundred submitted. yeah gotcha. that's cool that's really to go get to hang out with the it's so funny working in tv news that you work with a lot of really good looking people mm-hmm. especially like female reporters and anchors and stuff yeah and it's you don't know that well you know that what they do and but you don't know them as that person on tv yeah you know them as whatever she did this script and I'm cutting it or whatever. Yeah, but it's interesting going out to places with them and seeing how people like the general public react to them. Hmm. It's, it's well, like, like a Tommy Lauren or something. <sighs> <laughs> she she was in uh, San Diego. She was on uh, One American News. Really? I she's back on there. You know, I heard uh, she went to ASU too. I think. Really, I heard her on a podcast, and I was like, dude, I like this girl. And I was just like, damn, this is crazy. You know, you see people in mm-hmm. in different lights and you're like, wow, I don't I don't think that that person's crazy. But then you see them in another light and you're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah. So, I bet that happens a lot though, huh? Uh, yeah. A lot of people are just characters. Oh, um, well, once they get to like whatever, they get to the national things where there's kind of like a talking head. Yeah. You know, that's the only way people get pay attention to them. Yeah. You know, like she was what she was on Fox News. There's a that's their type is a hot young blonde chick. They're all all the things Same all the crazy yeah. shit. So the crazier the more attention that particular person will get and yeah. blow up their brand. So what what do you think about someone like uh that Gail King? You know, she did that interview with uh I believe it was Lisa Leslie. Um see about- I didn't I didn't see that. It, I didn't see the original edit of that. Uh-huh. video i saw a lot of people it made a lot of people upset yeah 
and uh, and then I saw um, it was I saw Snoop Dogg's yeah. video on it, and then I saw his 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 last video on it mm-hmm. where he kind of walked back some stuff because he just went too disrespectful. But yeah, and, and plus like. From what I didn't see the interview, but from what I understand, a lot, it was the way that it was put together kind of portrayed it in a more harsh light. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen the whole thing, but I don't. I don't see how it could be misconstrued. You know, it seemed like it was one full clip, uh-huh. and it was, of course, it was just a section of oh, yeah. the interview. But she was, she really seemed like she was pushing for like him kobe to be and guys if you don't know what this is gail king did an interview with um lisa leslie from um the WNBA, and they're talking about kobe bryant and the first thing that well not first thing but the thing that she was um focused on was his uh alleged rape case back in 2002 2003 and she's asking lisa leslie about it which was one of kobe's friends Mm -hmm. about it and she's just saying should this be uh you know should we be focused on this or what have you and she says well i never seen that happen and she's like well you wouldn't see it you're a friend of his so she was like you know he's still guilty in the the court of public opinion and and i mean i I really didn't feel like it was the right time you know or really classy like you being in that industry would did that seem like business as usual it's it's hard to say because a lot of that is shaped by the producer who puts it together. Yeah. Because like I know when when you see it on TV, it looks like it's one cohesive piece. Mm-hmm. Even if it you know, but it looks like it's a it's conversation, but it's it's all chopped up. Yeah. So, and maybe it was something that she harped on or she kept re- revisiting because she wasn't getting the answer she wanted, mm-hmm. and then they put that all together as one thing to make it look like she kept going back for it. Yeah. Or maybe it was like, I haven't seen the, the whole thing. Yeah. But did you see, uh, I did see, uh, the, the comedian. <laughs> you saw that? Yeah. Was it, uh, Ari Shafir? Ari Shafir. Oh my God, bro. Like that dude better watch his fucking back, man. Yeah. It was, that was a raw one, dude. And, and I, uh, on one hand I get it. Cause that's what he does yeah. with all these things. But when it's, when it's a certain level of person that's affected a lot of other people, you kind of have to maybe not have to go ball to the wall with your stick, you know? Yeah, I mean, like I get it being a comedian, but that wasn't, it wasn't a joke. It wasn't funny. The things that he said, it wasn't framed in a joke. There wasn't like a punchline because I like dark humor. No, and I'll laugh at stuff that like I I shouldn't be laughing at just because it's like I like dark humor. But that wasn't even a joke. Mm-hmm. The things he wasn't saying, he's like, I'm happy that he's dead because he's a rapist. It's like that's not even a joke, bro. It's not that's not even funny, you know. And um, Joe Rogan, which is one of his really good friends, he he said it right. He's like, you know what? It's it's bad what he said, but I'm kind of glad that he did say it so he understands that look there's a boundary you know you 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 pushed it too far and now you have to deal with the consequences of what happens because of it and and hopefully it doesn't turn into anything physical but there's a lot of people that are very passionate about kobe Mm -hmm. and the effect that he had on their lives 
And for someone to just be talking reckless like that just because he thinks that, oh, well, I'm a comedian, so I could say whatever, uh-huh. it's kind of like, you can say whatever you want, but you can't control how people react mm-hmm. to it. And when you touch on something that is so passionate, like the passing of Kobe Bryant, bro, there's going to be a lot of people that are not just going to send a bad tweet. And, and plus, also because it wasn't just Kobe Bryant who died. Yeah. So it, it was. he just did his, whatever, his hot take shtick way, way, way too early. Way too early and just it just wasn't in, in good taste. Yeah, man. It's just... I don't know, man. I don't. But wanna... he he also has a lot of other issues too. Yeah, um, that that too, and that's something that Joe touched on. Is he says that you know he's really not even mentally there, you know. And I don't I don't like to wish bad on anybody. I don't really subscribe to cancel culture. I just really hope that he learns from from this lesson, you know. And this is this is going to be a rough lesson to learn from. And that's why I always like to say, dude, smart person learns from their mistakes, but a wise person learns from the mistakes of others. Mm-hmm. So if you're in that field, that pushing the boundaries, you know, look at what he's going through right now and what his career is probably going to look like for the next few years. This is going to damage him. Yeah. Yeah. Really badly. So, I mean, I always try to learn from other people's mistakes you know, try to put myself in their situation and try to understand where they were coming from and try not to make those same mistakes. And I, I hope that people saw oh, the, oh, that. That's that's a pretty easy one to not make. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> well, hopefully people can look at mistakes we've made in the past. But then again, I don't know all of his other... other. I never paid attention things, to him. Like his other obituary things. Like yeah. Not, like the Pope's did. Fuck the book, like yeah, 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 you know, yeah. like so. I think that there was ones that he even did about um, Ralphie May, which was one of his good friends. And I, I don't know, man. I can't even just see that, like, make fun of your your friend who died. But then comedians, they live by a totally yeah, different, they have a different rules, especially when it's between each other. Exactly. So, but if it's funny, it's funny. But that wasn't funny. It wasn't a joke. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't even that I didn't find it funny because I admired Kobe. It just, there wasn't a joke to it, which that puts it in a totally different light. Like, okay, if, when somebody passes away, if you make a joke about them that's like too soon or dark or whatever. It just depends. It also just depends on the joke. There, there really was no joke there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was... There was some other jokes that, that people said that were kind of like, uh, too soon, but uh, it's kind of kind of funny, you know, and that's comedy. But mm-hmm. just, I don't know, man. Just people, you, you push the limit as far as you can, and sometimes you get to that line and you cross it, and you're like, oh, you just dial it back. Like, oh, I guess that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing is that he's, unless he's got severe repercussions, he's not the type of person that would go... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, and that's what basically you can you can mess up like that, but if you don't own up to it, a lot of people won't let it go. Yeah, and I could see that shit following them forever. You know, even like uh, in the restroom, I have that picture of Kramer. You know, and I was uh, I was using the restroom earlier, and I'm looking at that picture, and I'm just like, dude, Kramer flipped out that one night, and never heard anything from him. Well, ever he's, since he's then. kind of. He's kind of been forget. Like there was no nobody took Seinfeld off the air. You know, like 
when Roseanne had her stuff, yeah, they lost all that syndication, which went out the window. In fucking like 12 hours, yeah. dude. She fucked up her paper. Yeah. But, you know, Seinfeld's still on the air. You'll still see it on syndication on every market. You'll still... But that's, that's the but collective. He, but he also... Yeah, but he also showed contrition. You know, that's versus... Ari's not shown anything like that. Yeah. You know, he was on, uh, he was on, uh, I think he was on Curb Your Enthusiasm after that, too. Oh, he was. So did he do like, he did like an apology? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I ever seen that. But even the whole cancel culture stuff, that's not real. You know? Um, It it just depends. If you take it to that that far. You know, I've been doing it before, but he even had a name. Yeah. You know, I'd hear about, you know, whatever does this, I don't fuck, I, I don't have to mess with it. I don't, I choose not to, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but um, then you see, like, OJ still has a Twitter, and he's just around just living his life. <laughs> You're like, OJ, this is crazy. I look at the world we live in as, like, a movie, dude. I swear to God. I just, like, what's going to happen in the movie today? I'm excited for it. It's like, I can't take things seriously, bro. Dude, it, working in news for its... I started in... Cinco de Mayo 2000. Mm-hmm. So, damn, damn, I'm coming up on, on 20 years. Well, wow. I had a little break there where I was just doing a lot of freelance. But, yeah, pretty much I've seen every store. Like, it's very rare that something's new. You know, like, yeah. it, there isn't. It's just people's fucking up. Basically, it's a lot of the news is it's either <laughs> if somebody did something awesome yeah and it got or somebody did something funny that went viral but most of it's just people that fucked up yeah you know like some dude murdering homeless people in San Diego damn or you know it's a car crash or somebody drove off the bridge and crashed down on this this meat yeah like it's always damn I remember that that was in San Diego yeah, yeah, that uh, that like that dude in the pickup truck, like essay kind of party. It, it was down in uh, as a uh, as in Barrio Logan Chicano Park, I think. That's what the name of the park. It's right there, you know. Sad, bro. Oh, you don't know San Diego, but no. the, there's the Coronado Bridge, which is like that kind of iconic bridge in San Diego that goes from um, the city over to uh, Coronado Island, and uh, it was like some lowrider kind of meet or something. Yeah, like I think that, it was. Or... Uh, is it a lowrider or is it like a biker? Yeah, yeah, made? yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, dude was drunk, drove right off the thing and crashed down on top of people. It's fucking sad, dude. But, yeah, it's just people fucking, like, it's so easy not to fuck up. Yeah. All you have to do is think about other people once in a while. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, would you ever drive drunk if you thought about other people? Yeah, I mean, honestly, thought about other people, not just like, oh yeah, I know there's other people out there, uh, you know. People wouldn't. I think thinking is the biggest thing. But they don't. They only think about themselves. Yeah. No, you're totally right, man. I see it all like every weekend. I drive to work at two o'clock in the morning, which is right at last call. I see a lot of drunk people on the road. Yeah. There's hardly anybody on the road, but probably. Upwards of 50% of them are impaired. Yeah. And 
people just don't think about anybody else. It's a shame, man. It <laughs> definitely is, and I think that's a that's a problem with society. And on that note, let me tell you about these VTech Academy videos. No. <laughs> so what I want to hear about. So if finances were not a problem, you said, look, Aaron, you can do it. Everything, um, anything that you want to do for VTech Academy, what what is your vision? Um, for VTech Academy, it's project videos, it's how-tos, it's it's a swap Bible, it's yeah, the you know what we're we're working on making that a real deal to to make it so we're I can be in Phoenix more mm -hmm. and actually be you know overseeing different different shoots and projects and stuff because a lot of the stuff now we have a good crew in Phoenix that that help Brian out and you know Brian helps them with their projects and stuff but I don't get to when I, when we were doing natural speed rides we were very focused on getting good audio getting all the shots getting cutaway shots explaining stuff when they needed to be explained and I, uh, we're, we're moving towards more of that with with VTech Academy, gotcha. except where it's for everything. And we'll, we will finish projects. You know, right now, almost every single time we upload a new video, they ask about the Budget K EF video yeah. series, where we it's been two years since we had an update on it, because the video that we shot of it, it goes up to a point, and then the video that we shot after that point went into the, the atmosphere. Yeah. Or I, I can't put it together. And I was doing all the videos up until that point because the, the, the people putting it together for us either didn't have time for it or, or whatever. You know, people have lives. Yeah. So we're working towards being able to actually go through our projects completely. Because we still, we have a lot of we have a lot of project cars right now. We have we have the, the CRZ. We have a couple uh, L15B swap fits. We have uh, he's going to put the L15B7 swap into a lot of cars. That's the yeah. SI engine. That's what he's been telling me about. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's going to be uh, like there's going to be the Type R swap videos. There's going to be we're going to do finish like the budget EGK swaps. We're going to. We're gonna finish the EF swap. We just gotta figure out how to get it done yeah. so it, it fits with the story of, of the build because we don't have that car anymore. Yeah, but we're gonna to try to figure out a way to shoot it. The guy is in uh, close to San Diego, but with my work schedule, it's really tough. I feel you, man. Because <laughs> like just to come up to here, uh, you know, we were talking in in January about it, doing it, and you're like, oh yeah, when you can go. There's, you know, whatever. This for the kids, or like basically it fits in to what I can get done on Thursday and early Friday. Because by Friday night, I can't come back late because then yeah. I'll be completely worthless at work. And if I'm completely worthless there, the shows don't get on. Yeah. You know? So we're working towards being able to get more content up more consistently, more, just more. Yeah. And, and I think that I think that uh, that's gonna be good and we're gonna get the podcast going like 
like full time uploads on, on SoundCloud and, and get that on uh I'll have to, you'll have to show me how do you get out it got it on uh oh, definitely. Apple Podcast. Yeah. It's just uh on SoundCloud you have the RSS feed and it's basically just putting that on iTunes and then Spotify you want to do it on that. It's very simple. Just takes time for them to to approve it, but you're talking like maybe a day or so, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even less. But once you do that, every time you upload to SoundCloud, it automatically sends it over to those. I'd love to see that, man. Um, I'm excited to see where the channel goes. I'm excited to see your growth and and hopefully all these projects come to fruition. You know? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. So if we can get half the people that slide into the DMs asking for help on their projects to share a video. Yeah. We would already be, or I would already be professional VTech Academy producer, editor, multimedia. <laughs> Isn't that funny, right? If everybody that liked the picture it's like, commented or, like, shared. Or, or, you know, just, you know, because they'll ask very specific stuff. And we will tell them what they need. Yeah. Exactly to get their shit working. And then some of them, they'll be like, look, we have a website. We have a post that has all these parts on it. Go the there. And then yeah. I'll be like... Yeah, I saw that, but I went and bought this wrong part anyway. Okay, well, we can figure out how to make that work, and Brian will have to handle a lot of that because he knows he knows it forwards and backwards. Yeah. Where I know it forwards to a point. Yeah. But he he's about getting these swaps working in people's cars with whatever they have. You know, sometimes if, you, if it's not the, the ideal situation, you can help them rewire a harness or repin a thing. Yeah. So, yeah, if we could just get half the people that ask us for help to share a video, then that's free. Guys, we need your help. Share that shit. You know? Show some love, man. Um, dude, it was so good to have you in here, bro. Thanks. Let's chop it up. It's good to come here and check out the, check out the shop. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. We're about to go do a little uh, walkthrough right now. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm gonna, and hopefully I'll turn it into a thing where this this will be the first one in, like, a serious though, you know, we go and go and say what's up to you know whatever. Yeah, you know, do it up. I love it, man. So for everybody listening right now, where can they uh, watch, subscribe, like, follow? Um, we are V Tech Academy on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We don't do too much on Twitter, but we're on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. Nice. So yeah, just hit us up there, people. Just check out the video, share it. If you like it, if you get any value from it, just share it. Even if even if your friends aren't car people, maybe somebody will see something that they can use. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of value in that, guys. If you're listening right now and you're on social, no matter if you have 100 followers, 50 followers, like sharing and supporting a brand that, that helps you out, that really helps out a lot. And I know you guys put a lot of time and dedication into it. And I know it's going to stick. You know, it's just, it's that grind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, you know what, and Brian hasn't made a cent off this. Yeah. I haven't made a cent off this. And it's, we've been doing it for a while, but we're, we're going to crank it up and we're going to get get this. Because, you know, it's, you know, forums went away. So there's a lot of bad information out there now. Yeah. Just, you know, because, you know, oh, I put this head on this block and it was fine. Well, cool, but you didn't have this VTC and now. This guy you told it was cool with is just uh, ate his uh, his vows. Yeah, like cool, dude. And but, now it's gonna be a reputable. Yes, yeah, we're to get we're, info from. we're about we're about this Honda shit. Hell yeah! I mean, Brian eats, sleeps, and drinks Hondas. 
You know, when I when I go to his place in, in Phoenix and I stay there, what do we do? We go shoot Honda stuff all day. He's working on his passport stuff all day. We shoot the Honda stuff at night. We go back to the crib. We watch Honda videos on TV. Yeah. We're editing the Honda videos. Like, we, we I love it. eat, sleep, and breathe this stuff. I love it. Because, dude, anything we can do to help people do what we love to, dude, it's, it's sick. And I think... You know, the more people that, that spread that in, in the future, we'll get good value from our stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, if you're watching out, we're going to do that spot Bible. It's going to be sick. I love it, man. I love everything you guys do. Uh, real enthusiasts. We just have a passion for it, and, and it's it's easy to see, man. And I wish you guys the best. And anything we could ever help with, we're always here. But so, um, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for making time. I really, really appreciate it, man. And it was a good combo. I love it. Yeah, yeah. We're all over the place. Hell yeah. It's dope, man. Those are the best combos. But, I mean, that's how it is. Every time I see you, it's easy to talk. I try, man. But, you know, not everybody's that easy. Yeah. Not everybody's that easy. I try, dude. It's a, I, I want to make you feel comfortable, and I want to make you feel like there's a value in it. You know. Oh, for sure. Even just seeing you, you know, whatever, at, at your booth at IBOC. Two seconds. Dap it up and whatever. I love it, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you for stopping by once again. Guys, make sure you check out VTech Academy. And uh, what's your personal Instagram? If um, that's anything that you want. It's not, really like a, it's not really a thing because my personal Instagram is, is mostly kid stuff. There just you go. jokes. And... Shout out to the family too, man. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's why we, we do all of this stuff. You're right, bro. That's You're definitely right. That's why, we, that's why I get up at 1.30 in the morning every Saturday and Sunday morning and go there. Hustling, man. I yeah. love it, dude. Aaron, thank you, bro. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Guys, once again, Downtime with Downstar, episode 143, and we out. Peace. Peace.